Halo Infinite continues to struggle to get things where they'd like to be with long seasons, content droughts, and even now, the co-op campaign has just recently entered beta with leaks of the Halo Infinite Forge gameplay hitting the internet, making people wonder why it's not in the game yet. We have new info now about why these content droughts have been happening, and I actually think this is partially related to something we discovered recently about the 18-month contracts having an enormous effect on the attrition at 343, leading to bad game quality, lack of vision, mismanagement, and now we're seeing their reliance on another company to build things for them. Well, they've lost that, and that's really hurting them in this current moment. If you like these videos where I discuss various things in the gaming world, it is a live stream, so hit subscribe and the bell button so you don't miss the live streams. I try to put everything right here at the front of the video in a quick update so you don't have to go searching for it. And then I discuss it for a few hours with the live stream. This is a Reforge update. The Halo Infinite content drought has some new explanation that has yet to be commented on by Microsoft or 343, but it does seem to add some context as to why they're struggling to shorten season length as well as add more content efficiently and effectively. If you like these quick updates, hit subscribe and the bell button or head over to Reforge Gaming where I stream live. So according to WCCTech.com, Halo Infinite content drought is reportedly due to the industry-wide loss of Russian support. Their reliance on a Russian developer has seemingly been cut off and has severely hurt their ability to create and push out content. Quote, a recent report from Windows Central may shine a partial light on what's going on. According to the report, 343 Industries was relying heavily on Russian studio Spirisoft, a support studio which has quietly worked on everything from Halo Infinite to Rainbow Six Siege to Assassin's Creed Valhalla. So this company clearly has been used on fairly significant and successful titles. What exactly were they doing for Halo Infinite? Per Windows Central, Spearsoft was responsible for the base design or blocking out of new maps, which would then be arted out with finished assets by 343. Many people wondering why there was a lack of new maps and updates to the game and new content this is likely related now Microsoft has declined to comment on this report so perhaps take it with a grain of salt but according to Windows Central a loss of access to Russian support studios is proving to be a problem for multiple developers apparently this is not just affecting 343 industries now this is not brand new news this has been known since sort of end of year 2021 in a bloom report but I think the more I've looked at this the more I'm willing to shift more blame onto Microsoft than on 343 for the state of Halo Infinite according to a report from taketown.com they say that according to Bloomberg Jason Schreier development of Halo Infinite was a conflicting process mismanagement at 343 Industries led to multiple teams working against one another to point where two thirds of the game was removed one developer told Bloomberg that 343 was quote developing four to five games instead of one single cohesive game why would something like this happen well there's context I think that would lead to such a fracture of vision and different goals. You have to consider the fact that according to more information that Jason Schreier got, there were rough estimates that 50% or roughly half of the staff working on Halo Infinite 
were contracted employees, which doesn't seem like a big deal. The industry uses contracted employees, but Microsoft's policy on contracted employees had a significant attrition issue at 343, which I believe is the undercurrent for all these problems. Here's the quote. The issues were magnified by Microsoft's contractor policy. Like many game studios, 343 Industries relies heavily on external third-party contractors to get things done, and according to Schreier, the estimates were that 50% of the staff were contractors. Unlike other companies, Microsoft has a strict policy that states that contractors can only work for 18 months, and after that time, they have to rotate out. That contract policy also states that for six months, they can't enter into an other contract they just have to sort of sit on the sidelines so to me i think this is starting to sound like more of a microsoft problem than a 343 problem they have a policy that doesn't allow them to have any good management or vision transfer you're constantly having this attrition of employees leaving after a year and a half when incubator and development periods for games are five to six years that's a terrible policy to have in place microsoft really needs to reconsider that it leads to them having to rely on external dev companies like spirisoft and then when issues happening geopolitically with Russia leads to no longer being able to use that company, suddenly you're not just in a mismanaged game or a game with problems, you've now got added content drought. Let me know what you think in the comments below. Always remember to head over to Reforge Gaming where I stream live. And as always, hit subscribe and the bell button and I'll see you in the next video. And I'll see the rest of you right now. Good morning, good afternoon, and good evening. This might turn into a bit of a spicy debate. I'm continuing to feel as though we lay this at the feet of Microsoft. I do not think so much of this can continue to be laid at the feet of 343. They've been working in conditions that have them with a constant attrition of employees. Beyond that, they're you know using a Russian company to offload work, which apparently is, is not that big of a deal. I mean, other companies have done that, but when you suddenly lose access to that developer, you're now dealing with the inability to push out content as efficiently as you might hope. So I continue to think who's to blame in this scenario. I'm I'm starting to shift the the light over on the wall. I'm like, ah, this is not on 343 as much as it is on Microsoft. You can't really blame the Russian developers or the reliance on the Russian developers. What I would like to look at is what are the things that led to this moment? What led to 343 building four or five different games? What led to 343 having to cut out two-thirds of the game because it had been so grossly mismanaged? What led to them needing to rely on Spirisoft, a Russian development company, and then suddenly losing access to that company? Again, you can't foresee losing access to a development company because of things happening in the world, but why did all these things come to fruition? I, I lay it at Microsoft's feet. Definitely Microsoft can't blame Russia for everything. Go and smash the like button. Yo, good morning, feed. Good to see you in the chat. Uh, Bungie's not doing so great either. Rumors are already swirling that Sony has already told them they have to help finish a bunch of games and a few people are ticked. Oh, really? Wow, that contract's not shaping up. Where'd you read that? Is that contract already shaping up to be not as pleasant as they thought? If that's true, we'll see how long the CMs last. A British dude at work said hiya this morning to everyone instead of hey, so hiya, chat. Hiya! Hello there. Guys and gals and people and robots, whoever's here this morning, make sure and go through your morning ritual. Switch to live chat. Smash that like button. 
We like a good debate. We want to meet a lot of new people this morning who might be a little annoyed with Halo Infinite. I would love to cover the No Man's Sky update, but they're incredibly hard to plan around. You know, Sean Murray tweets out an emoji and it goes viral, and uh, they, they did push out an update, but we are just not in a position to cover something that no one knows about. We're just, we're not there, and there's plenty of No Man's Sky channels that'll take care of that, so... Uh, more development staff wouldn't have fixed how poor Halo 5 story campaign with a lot of Halo players care about or the reliance on loot boxes or the direction that went with Halo 4 multiplayer. Halo 5, I can't comment on because I remember playing it and feeling like, oh, you know, I, th- th- this this is a situation where I don't have much to say. I'm not that invested in the story, but I remember Warzone. Was that the name of their mode? the big mode were like the PVE combined mode. It was so poorly designed. It was like they never play tested it. It just turned into a horrible spawn trap. You saw it on Twitter by a check mark that does info on games. Uh, like I've been telling, give it two years before Bungie wants out. <clears throat> yeah, I mean, they may, they may help them with the live service stuff and then get out, take the fat check and leave. It'll be interesting to see what it does to, uh, to destiny, right? Warzone was the PvEVP mode, right? So if you remember a game called Unreal Tournament, Unreal Tournament had a game mode called Onslaught, and I remember when I saw the first details of Halo Warzone, I thought, "Oh my gosh, this is going to be great, right? This is going to be this is this is going to be a solid mixture of uh, of content, you know? They're they're going to really they're going to really be, you know, pushing people into this this sort of blended mode and and the blended mode in uh, what is this carnage carnage venom shirt the blended mode in 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 onslaught and in, in, in unreal tournament was amazing yeah guys thanks for the comment on my shirt this is a shirt from 80s tees got a little carnage venom action going for you forge vids definitely look promising uh, it seems like people are super super hesitant to show the forge content. There's a couple of people that have done it, but they have like what seem like little fly-by-night channels. The bigger channels that cover Halo seem to be incredibly hesitant to 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 showcase like, oh yeah, here, take a look at this. They they don't they show like two seconds of the footage and then that's the end of it. Bagel Boss Ribs, I love that, says uh, Microsoft uses so many contractors that this limit leads to a lot of attrition. And for games that take four plus years to make, like Halo Infinite, it has been disruptive. Right. I don't see, I really, really don't see that th- this working. They're going to have to reevaluate. The only way they continue to do it is if they say, oh, well, we're making enough money on the game products that we own. Like, the, I can't see them looking at Halo Infinite and thinking, oh, yeah, that that contractual policy is really banging out quality work. Could we get 13 more likes on the video? We're, we're off to a slower start this morning than yesterday, but... I still think this is a good topic and a good show, so we're gonna we're gonna really put this show up on the rails. So help me do that. Help me get it up into the uh, up into the feeds of people. Smash those likes. Infinite's still getting worked on. I thought Microsoft and 343 took the L and moved on. No, that is completely inaccurate. Absolutely not. They're currently beta testing the co-op campaign. People have essentially sort of hacked their way into the Halo Infinite Forge. And Forge looks promising. It does. It does. If you want that grassroots Halo community support, I mean, 
right now the Halo Infinite news that I'm seeing in all my feeds is that the Forge looks pretty good. Again, they they're they're not really nobody's really putting the footage in their videos except some of these like smaller fly by night channels. The big established Halo channels aren't really showing the footage because I think they're worried that 343 and Microsoft are going to get a little bit grumpy about that footage, you know, hitting the hitting the internet. Uh, is there a reason for the 18-month contract limits? Yes, it was late 1990s, early 2000s. They were sued, and Microsoft said, fine, we'll only do 18-month contracts, and they do it so they don't have to pay people benefits is why they do it. It's like when a company won't let you work 40 hours. They keep you capped at, like, 32 or whatever. Uh, they, they do that so they don't have to pay you benefits. I think 343 has slowly learned what players want in a Halo game. I fundamentally believe Halo Infinite is a more fun Halo game than Halo 4 or 5, but now they are hamstrung by Microsoft contract policy. Not only are they hamstrung by the Microsoft contract policy, again, they just lost access to a Russian developer that was handling map creation for them. They were basically scoping out and building out maps for them, and then 343 would come in and drop all the artistry on them. They lost that, so that's going to add to the content drought, right? Whatever plans they had, so think of th- think of this right now, okay? Think of this with me. Halo Infinite Season 2 is basically a wash. It's another six-month season. They got to take that on the chin, but while that's happening, they can dig down and start investing in Halo Infinite Season 3, and Season 3 could be a good turning point. It could be the first season that's not six months long. They could add significant quality to the game. They could really update things and really put things into a better position, okay? While they're attempting to do that, they're now dealing with bandwidth loss. They just lost a company that was helping them develop the game. Now, again, Microsoft and 343 have declined to comment, but according to Windows Central, loss of this developer, Spirisoft, They've worked on other games. They've worked on Rainbow Six Siege. They've worked on Assassin's Creed Valhalla. So you you suddenly lose access to people in the industry that know what they're doing. That's going to have an effect on the next season. If a painting was just cycling artists working in the same place, how broken and disjointed would it be without proper communication and vision? feel it's the same with uh, rotating contractors. Right, you're just never, ever getting to a place where the, the, the thing gets up and running. With Halo 4 and Halo 5, it felt like 343 just liked the idea of Halo and not what Halo that Bungie had built. Infinite finally feels like a return to form. It feels like ma- uh, mismanagement is the problem. I feel like a very open restructuring is necessary. Here's what I want to know. This is what I want to know. If people are going to say, and this is, again, this is according to Schreier, so if we're going to believe Schreier about the contract, you know, the contractor policy and the 18 months and the huge attrition and estimates were saying about half the staff were contracted workers, I want to know how many higher-ups at the company were contracted. That's what I want to know. How do I get the stream audio from Discord routed to my phone speaker? I feel like an idiot. I can't figure it out. Got it. Had to switch back to phone, then to speaker. Oh, well, glad to have you here, Zep, and using the uh, one of the member perks to have audio mode in Discord if you can't have YouTube pulled up. So that's what I want to know. I want to know how many higher-ups at the company were contracted because that would be why I mean listen to this quote listen to this quote if this is even remotely accurate okay 
they had to cut two-thirds of the game, okay? And one of the reasons for that, one of the reasons for that is, I've lost the quote. I'm literally scrolling. Here it is. One developer told Bloomberg that 343 was developing four to five games instead of one single cohesive game. Now, how does that happen? How do you have fragmented creative process to that degree? Well, I'll tell you how. You have a bunch of people that have only been with the company less than 18 months. And when you have a ton of people that have been at the company less than 18 months, if some of those people are in leadership positions, project leads, anybody casting vision, you're going to have fragmented vision. Well, what game are we building? Are we building a big, giant, open-world game? Are we building a classic Halo game? What are we doing with the PvP? What's our vision for that? Like, why did we not have SWAT? Why did we not have Team Slayer? Why did we not have certain things at launch? Well, do you do you honestly think that 343 just got super confused and were like, we don't know what we're doing? Or do you think that when you format a company's operations around 18-month attrition, you're going to have all of these unintended consequences? They, they, they actually got to the point where two-thirds of the game had to be removed. Instead of having this big, giant, open world, they had to trim the thing way, way down. And then, you know, multiplayer was in such bad state, they had to launch it into beta. Now, again, I'm not saying that it's all Microsoft's fault, but it seems like 343 has just been, from the beginning, they've just been set up to fail here. How does a development company build four or five completely different games and get to the point where they have to cut out two-thirds of the game? I'll tell you how. The company's operations are completely and utterly fragmented. That's probably why Spencer... Uh, and booty are so hands-off with studios because it literally wouldn't do any good to be hands-on. I'll be honest, I think Halo needs to move away from Master Chief. We have Halo 1 to 3 to celebrate Master Chief. If I could have my Spartan in both PvE and PvP, that would bring me back to Halo Infinite. My theory about Halo Infinite DLC or campaign missions or whatever was that you were going to start going out on them with your Spartan and we all but have that confirmed by Joseph Staten. When they did the Halo Infinite multiplayer reveal, Staten did an interview where he basically said that. He essentially said that there will come a time where you're going out and you're going on missions as your Spartan. I do believe they're getting to the point where, and this is why, I, and I've made theories about this, the, uh, the Halo Infinite armor core system, like you know when you go into the Halo Battle Pass and you're like looking at all the different things that you get, You have to see which armor core it goes on. I've continued to say that I think those three armor cores, or four, however many there are now, I think they intend each of those armor cores to have their own skill tree. Because when you're going through the campaign, you get those Spartan points, and you use those Spartan points to upgrade your skills and to have a skill tree. Now, wouldn't it be pretty cool if you essentially had armor cores that were classes and then you would go into PvE and be like, oh, I got all these great cosmetics for this armor core. This armor core looks look a little bit tankier and a little bit stronger. He's going to have, you know, a skill tree that's built around these abilities. And then this guy over here is more agile and he's going to have all these abilities. Now, those abilities wouldn't be active in PvP unless they made a particular mode I said they could make a mode called like Spartan Showdown where you go in and you have all those abilities unlocked and it feels more like a like class based 
almost like a character-based shooter like Overwatch a little bit. You know how you have like different classes and abilities and different counters and and different things you can do, right? So like I thought maybe that's what they were doing because I was like, why on earth would you have separate armor cores with separate cosmetics? Again, unless they were viewed at a foundational level to be completely and inherently different things. Now, back to what I was saying about Microsoft. How do you get to a point where somebody made that decision that we need three armor cores in Halo Infinite? Somebody's saying money. I think that is way, way too simplistic as a decision to be like, well, we're going to make more money if we have like, oh, we got like multiple armor cores. I think that's far too simplistic as a decision. If you're going to make a foundational development decision like that, I believe it had more far-reaching reasons than just we can make more money. Uh, love the show, but I'm sick of hearing about 343 in the mess of a game. I'm over it already. I'll check back later. With respect, with respect, your comment's kind of dumb. I've not covered this game, like, at all. Go look at my videos. Seriously. How often do you feel that I've covered Halo? In the past three months, I think I did two Halo streams? Two? We did a stream last week about the co-op problems. Prior to that, I don't think I've covered Halo. I'm scrolling through my backlog right now. I am. I'm not going to sit here and try and convince you to watch the content, but don't cast some weird narrative like we sit here and bash 343. I don't think I've covered Halo since before Summer Game Fest, with the exception of when we covered the co-op situation. Just last week, we had to cover the fact that the co-op beta got delayed. We covered that. The time before that, when we covered Halo, it didn't particularly go well, so I took some time off from covering it because it just, it, there wasn't enough. We did a Halo Infinite game night. No, that's not it. When's the last time we covered Halo? I'm still scrolling. Halo Infinite ruined speedrunning two months ago. We, what do you mean? It's we, we covered, last week we covered co-op, and then t- we haven't covered Halo for two months prior. That's that's not a that's not a fair summary of what we've been doing here. I'm not saying maybe you're talking in general. Maybe you're talking in general, Eric. Maybe you follow lots of YouTubers that have been saying these things and you're just kind of tired of it. That's fair. But if you're trying to act like you're sick of hearing about 343 and the mess of a game from me, I, that's not my content. Sorry, not talking about you and the show, just in general. Okay, okay, I can respect that, Eric, because when I did a search for Halo Infinite, if you follow the Halo Infinite people, then they're going to be doing that. Stop getting baited. That wasn't bait. He, he's, he's been here. I recognized his name and avatar. I was like, wait a minute. So that makes sense. That makes sense because I was. I was looking for Halo Infinite videos, and if you follow the Halo content creators, it hasn't been particularly a good time since this season started. Everybody's getting a little sour, which is to be understood. The game's not in a great place, so the content creators start to kind of turn on the game, and everybody gets kind of negative and kind of sour, and I respect you being like, I'm sick of hearing about this. I do. I thought you were acting like I'm doing that. I'm like, man, I I actually took a break from covering Halo because we just couldn't get any traction with it. It seemed like people had kind of moved on. You know what I mean? It was like, man, oh man, we had so much fun covering it and playing it, and then everybody just seemed to very quickly not care, and it was like, yeah, because the seasons are too long. I remember when season two started, we covered it and played it, and everyone was like, we had great viewership, and two days later, I tried to give my thoughts on the season, and, like, nobody tuned in. It was like, holy moly, people are not happy. 
Co-op ended up being really good. Other than that, no join. Other than no join in progress. That's a little restrictive. They'd have to figure that out. If you guys are unaware, the Halo Infinite co-op campaign beta is happening right now. And apparently you can't do join in progress, which is a little strange. It's pretty damning. We're still talking about how bad it is, says Eugene. Well, here's the thing. Here's the thing. What I wanted to talk about today is really starting to trot out a new narrative. I am trotting out a narrative that blames Microsoft. I do. Because I think what you have to do is, when you have all these symptoms, if you start tracking all the symptoms at 343, okay? You start tracking the symptoms, and you're like, what is going on? What happened with this game? Um, what is on my forehead? What the frick? Did I bump it or something? That wasn't there 10 minutes ago. Let's say we're going to blame 343 for all these problems, right? I think that's superficial, and here's why. If you start looking at all the symptoms and you see that you've got... You see that you have a, uh, a quote about the game from a developer saying they were building four or five different games... You've got a quote that they had to cut two-thirds of the game out. You had a quote that they were grossly mismanaged. You had a quote that they were in crisis mode in early 2019. We've got quotes and estimates that 50% of the staff was on contracted and like they're on an 18-month attrition. You have them using this Russian development company, Spirisoft. So 343 Industries loses access to this Russian developer, and they seem to be a, a, a... legitimate developer they've worked on rainbow six siege and assassin's creed valhalla this is not uncommon for people to outsource work right bungie did it with companies many companies use third-party developers to outsource their work that's not an uncommon thing okay so if these are all symptoms of a company that's in disarray i want to get underneath that and be like why is the company in disarray that's what I want to know. I want to know what what led this company down this path. Have they been like this since the beginning? Has it always been this bad? What was the first Halo that 343 touched and what did what does that one look like in comparison to the one after it? And what does that look like in comparison to the one after that, right? I don't understand the Halo 5 hate when people enjoyed Halo 4. Halo 5 changed the characters so much, it ruined Chief and Cortana. Okay, Halo 4. So if you look at Halo 4, if you look at Halo 4 and the quality of that game, and then 5, and then Infinite, what I want to know is, strip away expectations and like, we don't like what they did with Master Chief, was the game in complete and utter disarray? Was it missing features? Was it broken? Did they launch the multiplayer in the beta? Right? Why is 343 the only company in disarray at Microsoft that we know of, I guess? Reach was Bungie? Yeah, Reach was Bungie. 4 was their first solo title. Okay. Do you see the picture I'm trying to paint? I am not a Halo fan, so I'm purely looking at game quality, not direction and decisions with the story. That could be debated, right? The quality of Halo 5 was, in my mind and in my memory, it was better than Halo Infinite. It was. It looked good. The graphics were good. The campaign played well, which I guess Halo Infinite's campaign is pretty good. But the, uh, the multiplayer. The multiplayer had all these modes, had all these new things. 
it, 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 it all seemed to be fine, right? You could argue about direction and say, holy moly, why on earth did they do these things with the story and the direction, right? But the quality of the game felt better. What about Halo 4 versus Halo 5? I don't know. I can't comment on Halo 4's quality. But were people's issues with Halo 4? Was it more about this doesn't feel like Halo because of decisions that were made or did the game launch and was it broken and in disarray? You see that this is the point that I'm trying to get at. It from my perspective, this is just me on the outside looking in. 4 to 5 to infinite has been a constant degradation. The game seemed to be getting worse. Now, why would that be happening? You would think that the opposite would be true. You'd be getting better at making the games, not worse. What's going on at the company? You have pipelines, you have project leads, you have teams of people that worked on Halo 4, 5, and Infinite. What on earth happened? After co-developing downloadable content for Halo Reach, Bungie's final Halo game, 343 Industries released Halo Combat Evolved Anniversary and Halo 4 to critical and commercial success. The latter started the studio's reclaimer saga of the mainline saga. So according to the Wikipedia, 343 has been involved since Reach and when they first set up set everything up, they, they it, it got it got critical acclaim. Now, now is, is that phrasing critical and commercial success? Are they saying critical success or critical acclaim? Or are they saying it was criticized? I'm not sure what that phrasing means exactly. If you're just tuning in, do me a favor and smash that like button. Could we get, could we get 60 more likes? There's plenty of people here. If you've never been here before, I really like Halo Infinite when I first got it. I have high hopes that they can turn the ship around. I am actually pushing more blame on Microsoft as time has gone on. I think the more we're pulling back the veil, I think the more we're pulling back the curtain, shared blame for sure, but I feel like the percentages are slanting toward Microsoft now. It's no longer mostly 343. It's no longer 50-50. In my mind, this thing's tilting toward 70-30. Because you're creating a ground-level causality at the company if you're like, hey, you need contracted workers to be on 18-month cycles, and when we look at Halo 4 to Halo 5 to Halo Infinite, why is there a constant product degradation? I think they mean critical success. Okay, so Halo 4. Halo 4's Metacritic is an 87, and the user score is a 7. What about Halo 5? Halo 5 got an 84 from the critics and a 6.4 from the users. Yeah. And then... See, the problem with Halo Infinite is 87... See, but that's the campaign. Like, you can't get a Metacritic score for Halo Infinite that's accurate. All you do is get campaign reviews, which those are all generally pretty positive because they did a good job with the campaign. I agree. It feels like an issue further up the structure at 343. It's definitely 343, but Microsoft is to blame or still having 343 on it, even though they have declining returns. Barrier says, if Microsoft is to blame, why are they treating 343 this way then? Attrition, horrible contracts, revolving door of employees... Are other Microsoft Studios having this problem? How many Microsoft Studios are this size would be the question, and what exactly are they pushing out? Who's the other significant Microsoft company barrier? Who? Rare? They're probably the biggest? Well, 
Bethesda is the biggest, but Bethesda was just acquired. So prior to prior to the acquisition of Bethesda and the and the initiation of the Activision uh, Blizzard acquisition, Coalition Coalition's probably bigger than Rare. You're probably right. You're probably right. So Coalition. Okay, Coalition did 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 fine with their last Gears game, so they do seem to be doing okay. We don't know what to what degree though the content that they've been making or the development that they've been making. I, we 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 just don't know. So Coalition seems to be doing fine, and Rare again, Rare seems to be doing okay. But if you look at the grand scheme of things and how long Sea of Thieves has been out, that's like all they're working on. Is that because they shrunk down? Are they a much smaller company now? I would love to see a profile done on Rare and and how much how much the company has grown or shrunk since acquisition by Microsoft. Coalition would be better managed. Microsoft game developer. Coalition's getting removed off Gears after the failures of Gears 4 and 5. No, they're not. Coalition's nose down porting everything over to Unreal Unreal 5. What are you talking about? I hope the rumor that Coalition's working on a remaster of Gears of War 2 collection is true. I would love that. Halo 4 had a lot of former Metroid Prime devs work on it. They then promptly left after the game launched, says Joel. Rare does have another title in the pipe. It was just shown way too early. Oh, I didn't even know they were working on something else. Just recently watched all the cutscenes of Halo 4. Very underrated campaign, says Flo. I mean, from what we're seeing, you may not like Halo 4, but Halo 4 was received, was better received than Halo 5, and Halo 5 was better received than Halo Infinite. That's what the reviews seem to indicate. From the community, I'm not talking about review outlets, I'm talking about from the community, there seems to be a degradation in the game's quality. Halo 4 was the beginning of the end. Right, so... Uh, Swade says Rare has been a shell of its former self since the Stamper Brothers left. Halo 4 had an incredible campaign and story online was sketchy but still not terrible. My mindset on this is pretty simple, okay? My mindset on this is pretty simple. If if you have a company that's in charge of a game and they seem to be getting worse and worse and worse at managing the game, there, there, there's just a fundamental question you have to ask. What, What's the primary cause? I believe that these games have typically, like, failed games, struggle games, games that are having a hard time, whatever you want to say. I believe that typically they have lots of varied nuances and layers to the problems, okay? that I, I, I believe that, alright? So... I'm not going to sit here and say it's all one person or one company's fault. I'm looking for causality. I'm looking for what's the causative force behind all of this? What made this what brought this about? What was the what was the what was the the spark that lit this fire? Halo 5 campaign was super trash. Online was fun. Leadership of 343 is the primary cause. Uh, let's see. The story was supposed to end with Halo 3. Bungie said that themselves. That's another piece of the puzzle in my mind. Is it not, Doom? Is it not? Think about it. If everything's supposed to end, 
and Microsoft wants more. They want more Halo, and and Bungie's like, we want out. We don't want to make any more Halo, okay? And Microsoft forces the issue and pushes things over with with uh, with three four three. How's it been getting worse, Paul? You 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 have to look at the user scores. Halo Four has a better user score than Halo Five, and the user score on Infinite doesn't mean jack squat to me. It doesn't mean jack squat because it is purely the campaign. That no one's going there and reviewing the the multiplayer. The multiplayer is a beta, and they've shielded it from bad reviews and critiques and criticisms and problems. Infinite's the best three four three Halo. I don't think no. I don't agree. There's, there's there's base level facts I'm just going to drop right now. Halo 4 and Halo 5 did not release their multiplayer in a beta. It wasn't separate. Halo 4 and Halo 5 did not launch their multiplayer with broken or missing features that I know of. I know they probably had problems and needed patches, but I don't I don't remember reading about like Halo 5 just missing entire things. The main thing that was missing from Halo 5 that I remember people talking about was there was no split-screen co-op, and it was because they wanted to do things at, like, a higher render or something. So, my my outside looking in is the games are launching with more problems. You could sit here and talk about how, oh, I think the games are getting better, right? I think the games are getting better. Oh, like, they okay, so they didn't do big team battle in Halo 5. They pushed the Warzone mode. Again, again, Warzone worked out of the box it wasn't glitchy bugged or bad okay and fundamentally it needed fixed it had problems i will i will readily admit that i criticized halo 5's warzone game mode up one side down the other it wasn't designed very well but the point that i'm making is that they should be getting better and they're not all of the articles seem to be indicating that 343 is having a harder and harder time developing halo Grub talking about Rare's next game that was announced in 2019, Everwild. So maybe it's not just 343. The article is from April this year. Okay. Despite Microsoft claiming that some reports of reboots were overstated, Grub said that Rare, quote, don't know exactly what the state of it is. They are still figuring that out, and it's a mess. This is not just me using colorful descriptions. The people working on that game don't really know what's going on with the game. That's how much of a mess it is right now. The last major bit of news on the title came from a LinkedIn profile which indicated that it would have a, quote, large-scale multiplayer world and, quote, extended artificial intelligence systems, but that's pretty much it. This sounds almost identical. This sounds almost identical to the narrative surrounding Halo Infinite during its development process. The common theme here being you're under Microsoft and Microsoft requires 18-month contractual workers. So I just see it's like you're slowly unraveling a sweater. Swade says, I 100% agree with Jessica Wright. I think many folks are still hanging on to Halo 1 and 2 land party nostalgia. Halo has been subpar B-tier game for over a decade. The Halo fan base is seriously delusional to keep holding on to hope says Jessica. That's what he's agreeing with. Infinite had such a crap development and even said they restarted development in 2018, only giving it three years, and 343 is just inept with live service and bugs, but good with gameplay. Uh, That is Tony saying that. Need to remember all this stuff when you think Halo 5 had good PvP. 
I didn't say it had good PvP. I think you're missing the forest for the trees, Paul. You're missing the forest for the trees. We're not talking about people criticizing the direction of not enough Master Chief or micros. Uh, We're not talking about that. We're not talking about direction, directional decisions. I'm talking about qualitative, like, is the game quality? Does it run when it comes out? And Infinite barely launched. It barely launched. So you can sit here and point to criticisms about pay to win and, oh, they did Warzone instead of big team battle and, oh, there wasn't enough Master Chief. Oh, and uh, they did too much graphical uh, intensive things so the old systems couldn't do split screen co-op. That's not what I'm talking about. Halo Infinite barely launched. If you look at Halo 4 to Halo 5 to Halo Infinite, every game has gotten worse. The trajectory is not one of improvement, it's one of degradation. Why would that be happening? If you pull Halo players, they will say Infinite's the best 343 Halo game. Yeah, because the only people left playing are, are, are the only ones taking the poll. So, yeah, that, talk about a biased poll if we took that. Yo, what's good, Trill Troll? Last Halo, I really spent time with Halo 4, I think. I naturally left the game. Uh, it didn't seem worse, and then it did. Six months to a year in, Infinite having the Forge and Co-op fully integrated and optimized, then I'll reconsider my opinion on Halo Infinite, depending on how well that goes. Here's talking about Perfect Darks there. Okay, so more pattern of working under Microsoft. This is Perfect Dark commentary. Development progress was described as painfully slow, and Microsoft has reportedly quite lenient on the initiative. One source stated that making games is hard enough, let alone when you feel like you can't get through to people making the decisions that affect everyone. Though whether this referenced the publisher or the studio's management is unclear. So, we have another studio working on another game under Microsoft ownership that is seemingly struggling and it's mismanaged. The theme is mismanagement. Why would that theme be happening? Why? I'm telling you, it's it's not like Rare and uh and 343 just suddenly got really really bad at their jobs. Like, well, we're just getting worse, worse and worse over time. No, it's because they're under they're under a company that has 18 month attrition, confirmation bias. This is my favorite thing about this discussion. This is my favorite thing. Anybody in here who is trying to claim Microsoft's not an enormous factor in here, are you just dismissing the insiders and the developers who have said that the project was in complete disarray, they were in crisis mode, that 50% of the workforce was contractual and they were all on 18-month contractuals so that the, the attrition at the company was terrible, that they were building three or four different games, that they had to cut two-thirds of the game. The central the, 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 the central issue is that you, you, you have companies that are working in a fractured development process. Sony could have the same problems, you just don't hear about it. Arguing from silence is the weakest form of argument. That, that, that there is nothing to be stated here other than you've got people claiming we 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 had half of our employees on 18 month attrition cycles how how can you build a game over the course of five to six years if that's happening 
Why do you think they rebooted the game in 2018, 2019? Why do you think they had to remove two-thirds of the game? Why do you think they were developing four to five different games? Why is it completely mismanaged? I'm not sitting here saying Microsoft is the devil. I think people have oversimplified this if they think 343 has just slowly gotten worse and worse and worse at making Halo games. What, who determines the contract worker policies? It ain't Phil Spencer. It's a Microsoft policy. It's not even a Microsoft gaming policy. Flat out Microsoft policy. 343 should have been removed after Halo 5. Bonnie Ross for sure. Here's the article if anyone's interested. What's going on at Xbox Game Studios? Barrier has an article here talking about everything we just talked about. So yeah, so these other companies under Microsoft are, are dealing with similar problems. We don't know what's going on. Everything's painstakingly slow. Everything's being very mismanaged. But it's but we're we're gonna act like yeah, Microsoft's contract uh, policy's got nothing to do with any of these problems. Microsoft has ruined Halo, Rare, State of Decay, Linehead Studios, Scalebound, and it's going to ruin Fable, Perfect Dark, and Ninja Theory 2. Look what Ninja Theory made after acquisition. Bleeding Edge. I didn't even play Bleeding Edge. What was that? I thought they immediately moved on to Hellblade 2. Who do you replace 343 with? Another team with zero experience making Halo? Poking the fanboy beehive? It's fun because their arguments are so weak, it's like they don't even have stingers. I am not trying to poke fanboys and I'm not trying to attack Microsoft. I think if you like your Xbox, if you love Microsoft, and if you love Halo, you should be demanding better treatment of the developers from Microsoft. You should be demanding that. You should you should be like, listen, anybody who understands even the most moderate amount about game development knows that game development takes a long time four or five years minimum for a really good game. You can't have people on 18-month contract attrition setups and you can't have half their staff on contracts, right? You just can't do that. Uh, sure, uh, sure. Sorry, thought I replied. Uh, Patreon looks good. Uh, sorry, having to reply to somebody. Uh, Halo needs to go to ID Software, a studio that understands the legacy and how to build off of it. I could actually get behind ID Software handling Halo, but I don't think they would want to. Bleeding Edge was a game they were working on before they acquired them. Y'all are so quick to point the finger at Sony when there's literally no evidence to support or suggest such a thing is happening. Yeah, if you want to listen, I'm not a. You get you're gonna make me sound like a Sony fanboy. I'm avoiding talking about Sony for one particular reason because I feel like the Xbox guys like to force me to talk about Sony, so then I can be dismissed as a Sony fanboy. But if you really want to start comparing developers underneath Sony ownership compared to Microsoft ownership, you don't want to go down that road. You aren't gonna like what you see. You are not gonna like what you see. One company's got a graveyard of developers. The other company has developers that are growing almost universally. So you don't want to do that. You're not going to like what you find. I'm going to add to it a bit more when I get a chance. Uh, Okay, cool, cool, cool. Tony has a graveyard as well. What? What are you talking about? What's the graveyard over there? 
what what are the developers over there that are falling apart and and uh, and re- and inside reports coming out that they're in disarray and their games are barely launching? What 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 are you talking about? People at work like the coffee. Robert, if they like the coffee, it's really easy to tell them where to go. Reforgeroast.com. If you guys are coffee drinkers, uh, you're listening to my show in the morning, so you might be a coffee drinker. If you've never had coffee with balanced acidity, check out Reforge Roast. You're on Reforge Gaming? Well, go to Reforge Roast. Reforgeroast.com is where we house our coffee. It's not a sponsor, by the way. That's our co- That's our coffee. So, so... Be sure to check it out. The flavor profiles on there explain how we get the balanced acidity. Thank you for 200 likes. We haven't had a coffee order yet today, and we haven't had any members or gifted members. So let me do just a brief, a, a brief little 10-second commercial. If you've never been here before, I'm a safe-for-work broadcaster. People treat me like a radio show or a podcast. You can subscribe to my channel and throw me on in the background of your day. I'm not anti-Microsoft. I'm not a fanboy. I'm concerned about this game because I thought Halo Infinite was going to be really great for us. We were very excited about it. So I'm not a hater at all. I love my Series X, okay? You can subscribe in confidence. You're going to get spicy, interactive content me throughout the week. And I do, as I said, keep it safe for work. You can consider supporting me directly by buying some of my coffee or becoming a member or gifting members. We do not run lots of ads. Typically, when you're on YouTube, you're going to watch a video and see ads beginning, middle, and end. We don't do that because we're live. That's why we need the members. But we do members-only content virtually every day. Uh, and Friday nights, I stream with my wife. And once a month, we do community game night. We've done a bunch of Halo community game nights, okay? So I'm not a Halo hater. I'm not a Microsoft hater. I want Microsoft to reevaluate their 18-month contract policy to let companies like 343 get out of the woods. That's what I'm pushing for. I'm actually pushing for betterment, not just sitting here being a hater. I like the coffee. I've been drinking it for a couple of weeks now. A lot of testimonials in the chat uh, about coffees. Sony just shut a bunch of studios down too, but they don't struggle as bad as Microsoft. Okay, shutting studios down is something that both companies have done. I'm not going to sit here and act like Sony hasn't done that. How much of that is just attrition and redundancies or failing companies because of what happened in 2020 to 2021, right? I'm not going to sit here and act like that's that's that both companies are are immune to that, right? Zipper Big Big Liverpool Evolution Japan, but those were a while back. I don't think it's apples to apples with what we're hearing from Microsoft Studios. You'd have to look at each individual company. You'd have to look at each individual company. That's why I said I don't think you'd want to do that right now. Only Joseph Staten uh, should remain out of management at 343. Sony shutting studios down is just making them Sony in most cases. Yeah, I don't... The the, the question would be, are they shutting down studios because they're failing, which they should do, right? Or are they shutting down studios that couldn't flourish under ridiculous terms? Why are we angry about the 18-month contracts? Well, they're for a couple of reasons. For a couple of reasons. Number one, right? Number one, they don't want to do it because they don't want to pay for benefits. Now, I am one that sits here and defends companies and their their fiduciary duty to their shareholders, but I'm not going to defend companies that make a policy, basically just company-wide policy of we don't want to pay people their benefits frick you seriously microsoft can print money bill gates and all the money they have frick you and frick your policy all right secondly secondly everything we know about game development everything we know about game development 
18 month contractual policy is a terrible policy it is most of the reports I read about contracted employees because they're normal okay contracted employees in development is normal but most of what I read about this they're contracted for the project and then they're cut loose at the end so it's completely counter industry standard to be like well what we're going to do is we're going to make your contracted employees walk out the door every 18 months I read reports about QA people dealing with this and engineers dealing with this. They get contracted for the project, and then when the project is over, they get let loose. It's it's rough on them. There was an entire like interview expose on this. It's really tough on them. They don't know if they're going to get hired for their next project. It's really, really, it's a really, really tough gig to deal with. Okay. So with the eighteen month contract set up. They're basically put in a position to never fully get rooted into the company and into the project. Because you're constantly... There's nothing inherently wrong with contract work, says Eugene. What is wrong is having half your workforce on an 18-month revolving door with six months off and potentially losing that knowledge and skill. Right. There's a six-month period at the end of the 18 where they can't even go work again. They can't come back. Like They can't even be like, let's re-up. Let's enter a new contract so we don't have to put you on benefits. If Santa Monica Studios was under Microsoft, no one would have come in and inferred that they were messing up. Like, uh, Yoshida came in and gave them a reality check. I'm not sure what you're referring to. If you think 18-month contracts for half the workers brings good games and good for you. 343's biggest contribution to Halo will be changing or fixing the things that they changed or broke to begin with. In the UK, contracted workers are entitled to company benefits. The 18 months doesn't necessarily mean they get let go after that time. Most employees are recontracted for another 18 months. Not in the, not at Microsoft. No. Not at Microsoft, quiet, shy. It's literally policy. They're cut loose and can't be back for six months. It's, it's literally company-wide policy. None of this has been responded. Microsoft hasn't responded to this or tried to correct the narrative. All this has been reported on. These are facts about the company and their internal policies with respect to contracted employees. The big dinger was that, oh man, 343 is using contracted employees. Oh, those poor people. No, the big ringing dinner bell was... Estimates were stating half the staff was on that. Half the staff! Do other companies do the 18 contracts as well? I don't think other companies do it as a matter of policy. No, it's a company-wide policy. Not just Microsoft Gaming. Microsoft. You want to go work on Windows 12? Yeah? If they contract you, you're gone in 18 months because they don't want to pay you benefits. You want to go do quality assurance on Windows 12? And they contract you 18 months and you're out the door. They don't want to pay you they don't want to pay you insurance. They don't want to pay your benefits. Now Google might do the same thing. Companies that do this, man, frick you. Pay people their benefits. Gee many Christmas. The issue with 18 month contracts is that in the coming workers have incoming workers have zero experience on the project, so they don't know how any of the engine works or how things are coded in the background. Right, they gotta be they gotta be trained, integrated into a team, integrated into that team's process and project management style. 
integrated into the tool sets. Distorted says acquiring a studio isn't always about helping them, making them grow, or wanting them to be successful. Sometimes it's just about extracting resources, systems, and IP, and sometimes it's just about keeping them out of the competitor's hands. Yeah, you gotta remember that we're not necessarily talking about the skeezy, or maybe not skeezy, the aggressive practice of buying a company and gutting it for tech or buying a company and letting the company sit on the shelf because you don't want the competitors to have them if Sony's doing that I'm not a fan of that either but we're not talking about that right now we're not what we are talking about we are talking about this is a systemic problem that a Microsoft policy has brought about we're not talking about like oh who buys the most game developers and then what happens to the developers after the fact well there's people over here that shut down and this and that happened over here no 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 no. we're looking at industry reports about microsoft we're looking at response from people who worked at contracting under microsoft and we're looking at reports about 343 and the more that we pull back the veil on this i'm like this is it this is on microsoft this is on microsoft this isn't on 343. Uh, context. Microsoft was misclassifying employees as contractors, meaning they were treating contractors like employees and not paying them and providing benefits. That's a big no-no. They got sued, and their solution was this. Instead of bringing on employees, they decided to do this. Right. That's who you're defending, by the way. A company that was intentionally misclassifying employees got caught doing it, got sued, and then decided, oh, here's how we'll fix it. But I'm sure it has nothing to do with the quality of the games of the companies that work underneath of them. I'm sure it's completely unrelated, and Microsoft's completely hands-off. Smart business? Yeah, I'm sure Halo Infinite's been very lucrative for them. I bet the ROI on the $500 million budget's well in place. Okay, here is from... This is a guy posting on LinkedIn about working under Microsoft's 18-month thing. As of July 2017, Microsoft has a rule that states contractors can only work in their role for 18 months before they need to take a six-month break before coming back. So they cannot come back unless they take a half a year off. So what are they going to do? Go work? Like, do you see? Like, if they want to come back and work for 343 and they really got invested on Halo Infinite, then, that oh yeah, I got to take a half a year off. Where are you going to go work somewhere for half a year? That's 343's fault? How is it 343's fault? I don't understand. There are some exceptions to this rule, the main ones being managed service positions that can stay on network indefinitely and continuing roles off network. The broad reality here is that you've got about a year and a half to do your job well, get the experience you want, and find something else outside of Microsoft. Some people budget knowing this and collect unemployment during their six-month break. Microsoft, one of the most wealthy companies in the world. That's what they're doing. That's their impact. Thank you. Other people simply move on to other roles. While this regular job search helps to keep you constantly looking and learning, it's ultimately stressful on you and your family to be on the job market on such a regular basis. My advice is to focus on the contract at hand monogamously for the first year, but after 12 months, it might be a good idea to start putting feelers out and updating your resume. A year is plenty of time to really commit to a role and see if there are any options, but don't lose sight of the expiration. 
expiration date. A looming expiration date. These are people in the software industry going on unemployment for six months. That was like when Walmart had signs up encouraging people to get on government assistance. It's like, that's Microsoft's impact on the industry. Like, are you starting to see a a, a pattern here? Are you starting to see a pattern? Barrier's got a quote tweet from Jason Schreier. Uh, As usual, one of... Here's a tweet. As usual, one of Halo Infinite's biggest development problems was labor. A large chunk of 343 workers were on contracts and couldn't stay longer than 18 months due to Microsoft restrictions. Full-time promotions were rare, so the studio was constantly losing talent and knowledge. (coughs) Excuse me, I took a weird breath. Game companies say they use contractors to fill temporary jobs or to rotate people in and out of projects as needed, but at some studios, contractors wind up staying for years, strung along by the hope of full-time employment as they struggle to make a living wage. At Microsoft, contractors can only work for 18 months max, then they can come back after a six-month break. Microsoft uses so many contract contractors that this limit leads to lots of attrition. And for games that take four plus years to make, like Halo Infinite, it has been disruptive. These are industry analysis. These are these are industry experts. These are people that are plugged in and know what's going on. And that's what their commentary is. That's what they're saying. This guy says, the stories I've heard make it sound like Microsoft has a cast system based on badge colors. This person replies, I was an orange badge until last year, then converted to blue. It absolutely is a cast system. For those of you who don't know what a cast system is, cast system is where you're basically considered better the higher you up are on the cast. And in, in certain cultures like in India, you don't marry outside of your cast. That would be dishonorable. Um, that's a very, very brief summary that I'm lacking probably nuance and I'm not trying to be uncharitable. That's a very brief summary. Uh, they used to call orange badge- badges dash crash because all one orange badge aliases and email addresses have a dash in them to distinguish that you're not a full-time employee. So they even have an indicator in their email system so that they know you're not a full-time employee. Jason Schreier says, people also have vendor names listed next to their handles on Teams. This person says, yep, vendors show up as V-alias contract company everywhere. Email, Teams, Azure DevOps, ETC. Also, if you tried to enter a corporate event and you had an orange badge, they would often block you from entry. Blue badge, but not a member of the team, you could probably get in. Yeah, I'm sure this is, I'm sure this, I'm sure this has nothing to do with why Halo Infinite was mismanaged. I'm sure this has nothing to do with why they were building, quote, four to five different games, and they had to remove, quote, two-thirds of the game in 2019. I'm sure none of this had any influence on 343's development of Halo Infinite. It's all 343's fault. I'm sure none of this absolutely touched them. They just completely did this all on their own. Doom and gloom, you win. Shut it down. Conceding defeat's a better color on than you than fallacious arguments, so good job. You're looking more respectable.
I would also like to know what was in two thirds of that cut. It was the it was the world. From the one report I read, Victor, it was the world, the map, the map size campaign. They were building a, a, a very very big world. Do you remember one of the initial trailers? Do you remember way 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 back? The initial trailer for this, and they zoomed way out, and people were like, oh, "An open world Halo." Oh, remember that? Yeah, that was their plan. It's going to be a very big world. Big, giant, open-world game. And two-thirds of the map, roughly, from what I read, got cut. Which, that's likely then missions, story elements, expansions. I mean, who knows? Who knows, honestly, what was in there. It is absolutely nothing to do with them building three to four games. That's 100% on 343 leadership and management, none of which are contractors. Do you know that, Cujo? Who told you that? Who told you that none of the leadership was uh, was contractors? And how do you know leadership didn't do a fine job, but you're constantly having to reestablish vision, reestablish teams, reestablish processes? Half, half your staff is walking out the door every 18 months. I was a contract employee for a while not to be uh, named for the payroll company. Uh, I was definitely not treated like a regular employee. Couldn't take days off. Didn't get paid for holidays. ETC. Company parties and stuff were off limits to me and sometimes I had to be at work while they had uh, their get-togethers or their parties. Microsoft definitely has a drain on the development but it's hard to defend a lot of the design choices 343 made within the game itself. Morningstar this is not I I want people to understand what I'm doing here I didn't wake up this morning and say I want to be a 343 apologist yo it's good Hex that's not what this is that's not what I'm doing okay 343 made significant mistakes and bad decisions and they did a poor job with Halo Infinite it's undeniable that they made some horrendous choices it also go back I did a huge rant about this game it's a it's a short upload on this channel and I said before the game launched I was concerned because it seemed like they didn't know what game they were building and I take this all the way back to the flight test that led them to go away from threat to de- threat detector to traditional radar you, you didn't know that the community wouldn't like that like what the huh Who made that call? Okay. So that's strike one. Then they start talking about how the battle pass is going to be advanced with with challenges. Strike number two. What the frick? Why would you do that? They did that in Titanfall 1. Everybody hated it. Everybody responded poorly to the battle pass news, right? And, And they stuck with it. What do they do two days into the launch of the game? The game's out for between 48 and 72 hours, and they have to push out an update because people hate the Battle Pass progression system. That That's strike number three or four. I'm like, do you guys even know what game you're building? What are you doing? Fast forward to even more recently. They get rid of trick jumps on the maps and slide tricks, and everybody gets really angry, and they, t- and they reverse it a week later. Now... How on earth do you have a firm vision of the game you want to build and where you want to go when you make a decision like that? Let's remove trick jumps and sliding and all this stuff from the game. It messed with speed running. It messed with navigating maps in, a, in an intelligent way. These are, these are very legitimate ways to move through the map. 
like strafe jumping in Quake 3 if you're OG enough to know what that is, okay? How how strong how how strong is your vision for the game if you're willing to do that and then walk it back almost instantly, okay? These are all concerns and all things that they're doing that you can blame them for. Like 343, what are you doing? But what I try to do is I try to get underneath that and be like, is there a systemic causality here? Is there something that would take a company to this level of mismanagement, this level of fractured, this level of zero clue what kind of game that they want to make? How do you get to that point, right? Because when you have, when you have, where's Paul? oh, I'll ban that guy. I, I wasn't reading what he was saying. I took care of him. Sorry, sorry, Wheezy. When you have these things happen at a company, okay, if Zubair was here, he'd be really proud of me for remembering what emergent properties means. A lot of the times, there isn't some Dr. Claw guy in a room petting a cat driving the company into the ground. There's a thousand different things that are happening, and the emergent properties from that is this project team is in disarray. This manager doesn't know what the frick he's doing. This team is absolutely wasting their time, and they don't even know it yet, right? All these things emerge out from different things and usually you can trace it back to some form of causality there's a breakdown somewhere there's a creative breakdown there's there's a management breakdown right and what i'm saying is the number one theme that i see happening here is fragmentation the company feels fragmented how are you building four and five different games how does that happen how Wait, is 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 there one person that's just being a dum dum? No, there's no way. There's not one guy. Oh, they're oh they're all their management's just bad. So they just woke up one day, went into work, and decided to be bad at their job. That doesn't happen. People don't get into positions like this and just wake up one day and be like we're we're just gonna do a crappy job. No, it's cracks in a wall that spread. You're, you're looking at the end of the crack and you're like, well, how do this is the problem? This is why the water's coming in. You see these cracks? You got to trace the cracks back to the source. Yeah, a cannonball hit the wall right here. You're, you're looking up here. You don't need to be looking there. You need to look down here. And a company that feels this fragmented, and I've got reports that are like, yeah, half the staff was contracted. Oh, and they were on an 18 month attrition cycle. Well, that's why the company feels fragmented. Come on. What? We don't need to look any further. We found the problem. It's, we, we've solved it, right? We, we, we've, it's, and this isn't me saying 343 is blameless. It's all Microsoft's fault. No, no. 343 could have handled this better. They, they could have they could have tried to come up with a plan it wasn't a shock to them that the, the 18 month contract thing wasn't a shock so try to put up good uh, onboarding processes and try to have better vision transfer right try to try to have try to have better structure right they, they don't they're not blameless in this they seemingly didn't navigate the waters very well that, at all. Yeah, this is way above Phil. This is Microsoft corporate. This isn't Microsoft gaming. So be, be clear. 
when you're defending Microsoft in this equation, you're not defending like Phil Spencer and Xbox. You're defending Microsoft corporate. Do you love Windows that much? Like, like their company-wide policy is that well, we got caught mislabeling employees so we didn't have to pay them benefits. We got caught doing something unethical and to fix it, we just made a company policy so that we never do this. We, ne- we, we never pay these people benefits. Yeah, and then try to onboard new people during, yeah, during the sickie and during working from home. That's exactly right. That was gas on a dadgum fire. Think about that. Uh, think about that as part of the equation think about that from 20 from 2020 to now they're dealing with 18 contractual attrition rates and they had people working from home (laughs) if you couldn't go into the office they openly talk about technical debt within the slip space engine it's not a great sign how much of the problems with the engine are a part of what we're talking about we just don't know doom with an 11 month milestone thank you for renewing not everyone understands why i destroyed microsoft a month ago they aren't even equipped to compete in this space you would be a fool to rely on them says doom have folks forgotten how many times microsoft has tried to kill or spin off the games division phil saved it most recently but how many more times can it happen are there any numbers as to how many contractors Microsoft has throughout the whole company? I don't know, K-Billy. I'm not sure what those numbers look like. There were estimates from someone, from people that worked at 343 that said half of the staff was, was contractual. Half of the staff. Guys, we're having a really strong turnout today. Do me a favor. If you're enjoying the content, it is free to hit like. That little thumbs up button goes a long way when a bunch of you press it. So do me a favor. If you're on mobile, I know you have to close chat to do it. Close chat. Give me that thumbs up. Let's go for 300 likes. Super helpful. Consider hitting subscribe and the bell button. I'm a safer work broadcaster. We've got lively debates here every single day. We have a really, really good time. If you want to support us directly, okay, if you want to support us directly, a paid membership is huge. It's five bucks a month. It gives you all kind of uh, access to our members-only content, and uh, it gets you into our Discord, community game nights, all sorts of things. So do me a favor, consider becoming a member. You can also gift members now if you want to pay it forward and get other people into the member pool. I don't run ads throughout the stream. I don't. YouTube would like us to do that. I don't think that's conducive to a live stream. Typically, when you watch a YouTube video, there's ads beginning, middle, and end. We do not do that here, which is why I push for members pretty hard. We're trying to get to 1,500 members so my wife has to play Elden Ring again. I think we're around 1,100 right now. Let's talk about good things with Halo. The sandbox is awesome. The gameplay is awesome. Forge is looking amazing. I will readily admit that Forge looks very promising, and I absolutely love the way this game feels. I do. I think the game feels great. I really do. Colin hitting an 11-month milestone, and it's a Tier 2. Guys, don't forget, Mr. Glum, uh, one of our members here, he's kind of thrown down the gauntlet. If, like, 30-something more people upgrade to Tier 2, he has to upgrade to Tier 4, so... Get, the, get those upgrades going. You get increased access in the Discord. You might get a code for a game. You might get uh, guaranteed... You get guaranteed spots in Community Game Night. Uh, is that brand new? Discord voice chat for Xbox Insiders? Oh, that's coming. That integration happened on PlayStation already, didn't it? That's good for, that's good for Discord. 
Victor says the game division at Microsoft is a very small fraction of revenue. Uh, PlayStation does not have it. I report. I did a video on this. Or does it not have it yet? It's it's coming to PlayStation, is it not? I literally have I have a video on this. We reported on it. How to integrate your Discord with your with your PlayStation? Did they halt that, or or was that a beta test? I literally recorded a short for this, like six months ago, maybe. Maybe it's just not out yet. You can see friends list. Oh, you can see what games people are playing. Oh, so it's a different type of integration. It's very minimal. You connect your account to Discord. Okay, okay, so it's not voice chat. Oh, I'm surprised that Sony didn't do the voice chat. Their voice chat's so bad. Yeah, it was a very small level integration. Okay, so this is more significant. Uh, How does this make you feel about Starfield? I was already concerned, but the more news comes out, it's worrying. That is a whole debate we can't we can't bring up on the table right now, Swade, because that has to do with with the Series S, and we, we I don't I don't want to bring that onto the table right now because that just that turns into again I don't want to sound like a Microsoft hater I don't I don't want to sound like a Microsoft hater, but I think their strategy is starting to have some cracks forming in it. Four month milestone from Hambrick, welcome back in. Starfield honestly looks half-baked. It's nowhere near ready. Sony has base integration, but they're building a full-feature app for PS5. Oh, okay. Sounds like PS5 will eventually get a full-feature integration then? I don't know. Um, yeah. I really appreciate the strong turnout uh, for... This is sort of an opinion piece. I do. I appreciate you guys tuning in. If you found my stream by searching for Halo on YouTube or you clicked on a recommendation, thanks for stopping by. We hope you stop by throughout the week. We cover all kinds of different gaming news. We're going to be reacting to a Force Gaming video today about uh, the day before. My gosh. I have concerns to add to his concerns because... I was looking for images and couldn't believe it. So that's our second show. Right now we're talking Halo Infinite News. I am really tilting the blame scale, and I'm starting to shift more blame onto Microsoft. Right now I think it's about a 70-30 split. I do. I do. I fault I fault Microsoft for most of this. I think they were there they have been more of a causative reality in the problems at 343 than I want to blame 343. I, I don't... It just doesn't feel fair. It doesn't feel fair to blame a company working under under these conditions. How do you use Discord with a PS5? Yeah, it, yeah. It was... We, we talked about that a while ago. It sounds like it's pretty low level, but maybe that was their entrance point to better integration further down the line or something. Swade says, Fair, I get it. I forgot what happened the last time you covered Starfield. I don't want to be a hater either. Just have more and more concerns. I found your channel weeks ago and have been lurking and enjoying the content. Well, thank you. I appreciate that, Xanatos. Um, Sony owns a stake in Discord. It's been a month since I played Infinite, and I decided to play it yesterday, and it was amazing. Got no idea uh, why I put it down in the first place. I think the gunplay feels amazing, low cut. I'll be honest with you. If I could move the if I could move the Halo Battle Pass effectively. I would play it more regularly, but I can't stand the battle pass and the challenge system. It drives me nuts. It absolutely drives me nuts. The last couple times they did events, I was like, yo, frick this. This is awful. And listen, I laid that 
at 343's feet. I'm like, you guys could make a couple of simple changes here. This is terrible. This will all die down once 2023, once games drop. What do you mean? You think Halo Infinite's gonna gonna be a, a, a forgotten thing? Can you buy levels on the Battle Pass? Yeah, you can. You can't use Discord on PS5. You just link them so people on Discord can see what you're playing on PlayStation when you're online in Discord. That's all. Okay. This is not a Microsoft thing. Even in gaming, notice their Triumph is technical. See Microsoft Flight Sim. Creative is not their comfort zone or strong points because of their business model. I think that's a good observation from Creature. Yeah, I think it's a good observation. If this is Microsoft's standard mode of operation, all my hope for the acquired studios and titles is going down the drain. Why do you... Th- like? I-, I think people need to consider that, right? One of the reasons I'm highlighting this and really trying to drive this home, more people need to be talking about this. Don't you want Bethesda and Blizzard Activision to operate under Microsoft and to be g- successful? Isn't that what you want? Do do you really think, like, set your bias aside for just a minute. Actually, no. I want you to own your bias. You love your Xbox. You love Microsoft. You have a Phil Spencer tattoo, okay? I want you to own that. And do you honestly think, if you're just just being honest with what you're seeing and the patterns you're seeing... Do you honestly think this contractual policy is going to be good for all the studios coming into Microsoft? If that's not their policy up to now, and they have to adapt to that policy, as Jason Schreier has said, it'll be disruptive. Game development is hard, and it takes a long time, and you shouldn't be having inherent, intrinsic disruptions baked into your company policy. You just shouldn't. It seems completely counterintuitive. It seems completely backward. <clears throat> I love ESO, but I feel overrated. Even they hold all together. Uh, but I feel overrated. Even they hold all together. Also losing players. I've not seen much on ESO losing players. Adam Russell with six months. What's up, Lono? Have a good day, brother. Thank you. Excuse me. People just won't care. It is what it is. I like the max level reward on Halo Battle Pass. Wasn't a glowing fiery helmet. <clears throat> Who's going to use that in a sweaty shooter? Yeah, here, make my head more more visible. Give, give people a nice target. What happened with Halo today? That blue background, Loney in full effect. <laughs> What's up, Abe? How much love, passion, and dedication can I put into a project knowing I won't see it through to the end? Right. Do you think Microsoft just doesn't care to fund Halo anymore? Microsoft now owns Call of Duty, not yet, and has Bethesda, so the seed for Halo has to be as a console seller is gone. Cutting funding to make 343 look bad with a poor release is an easier way to let down fans than just shut down the franchise entirely. Does this theory pan out? No, I don't think so. I don't think so. I don't... I don't... To me, I don't see that. I don't see any evidence that they're cutting funding. I don't see that they're cutting funding. Oh boy, he's back. That's fine. I'll just report him to admins for ban evasion. Mm-hmm. 
Okay, submitted it. What's a common between development of Halo Infinite in 2042? The commonality? Oh, I don't know. Yeah, he made a new account. Yeah, that's called ban evasion. It's a great way to lose your main account. Uh, ESO is great, TBH. I've always thought ESO is very good. I've not seen any reports about them losing players. Swade says, absolutely. I want Bethesda to succeed. I want to see Rare return to form. I'm a big Ninja Theory fan. That's why this is so worrying. 9 to 5 ta- nine to five tactics creates 9 to 5 games Chris Stamper if anything they're probably spending more than they should be turnover leads to onboarding costs right I called it what do you mean you called it what are you talking about is it not concerning that God of War Ragnarok is being made to run on PS4 no because the base elements and assets of God of War Ragnarok is God of War 2018 and God of War 2018 looks magnificent on the PS5. So, you have to remember that they started building Ragnarok in that engine and with those assets probably in the year after God of War 2018 was delivered. Do you see what I'm saying? So, like, that's not worrying at all. Horizon Forbidden West was great. They had a few pop-in issues and performance issues, but they fixed that. And I don't even think that was the PS4's fault. I think that was just them stretching the engine to its to its max of like how much could they show and render and have it be fluid and beautiful so because they started building the next horizon game similarly with the existing assets and the existing engine the existing world so i don't i'm not worried at all distorted says contractors are used and necessary in most types of businesses sometimes you need more employees for some work but you don't need them year round and employees are a company's biggest expense yeah, but I wonder if you started looking at the cost to bring these people on and to then replace them, bring them on, you know what I mean? Like, that's that to me is is likely more expensive because you got to onboard them, train them. I don't, I don't know. Because it's not like... It's one thing distorted when you bring on a contracted worker for the project project comes to an end and then you cut them loose because you don't need them anymore right like once you shift the project you don't need those quality assurance workers anymore or maybe you need 10 of them instead of all 50 of them okay so that makes sense to me but if you're constantly losing those contracted workers in the middle of the project and then replacing them I, I can't think of anybody with any just a modicum of business acumen being like that's a really great way to run a project I just I can't see it contractors are meant to fill gaps in your team not make a whole team of contractors considering how much crunch runs rampant in the gaming industry I would think you need a majority of your staff year round during the development of a game project right that see this concern people have to see this is bigger than halo infinite this is bigger than halo infinite if microsoft successfully buys blizzard activision if that goes through and all those development come development companies have to come under the policies of microsoft do you know how many companies that is you how many game properties that represents we're not just talking about Halo anymore. We are talking about an entire pie, pie slice of the industry. 
an entire slice of the industry suddenly under Microsoft's 18-month contractual worker policy. Now, you would hope and pray that most of these companies, the lion's share of their contracted workers are QA, and it's not as big of a deal if the QA department is constantly rotating. That's probably going to affect your ability to effectively find and squash bugs, but at the very least, it's not going to fundamentally fragment your company. For whatever reason, 343 got to the point where if the if the internal reports are to be believed, half the staff was a contracted worker. I agree personally, I don't get the rotation thing, especially if it's on a full-time employees. But if I had to take a guess, it's a complacency and morale thing. You have to work hard in these environments, which causes unrest. If you are constantly rotating people out of the company, it's cutting the opportunity for those problems to crop up, but people are moved away before it can settle in and spread among employees, if I had to take a guess. That's not why they're doing this. It's on It's on record why they're doing this. They don't want to pay people benefits. We've all repeatedly seen what happens to a movie or TV show when writers and cinematographers and directors get cycled in and out before anything is finished. It gets ugly. There isn't a single creative work out there that's, that, that works well in this environment. That's exactly right. Whether it's movies or music. I mean goodness gracious watch watch the documentary on the Foo Fighters and Dave Grohl had to go back and re-record all the drum tracks on the color and the shape that's why the drum work on the color and the shape is immaculate think of like Everlong and My Hero right the drum work is phenomenal that's cause it's Dave okay they cycled through two drummers I believe during the recording and the writing of the color and the shape and the guy that came in just didn't do what Dave wanted to hear so Grohl went back and re-recorded all the drum tracks. Now the band will never be the same because they found an amazing drummer who could channel and be and, and channel the spirit of Dave's drumming in in Taylor. And it, what a tragedy to lose him! And I, we, I don't even know did they figure out what happened. You know that was incredibly sad. But that's an example of a creative work that would have suffered. Color in the Shape would not have been as good of an album if Dave hadn't gone back and done that. Why? Because they were having trouble. They were having trouble with bandmates, and that would have that affects your creative process on an album with like ten songs. It affects a creative process. What do you think it does on the layers upon layers of work that goes into a game like Halo Infinite? Let's say you're a game dev. Do you go to the company that offers you the job as an employee or an 18-month contract? Do you have a family? Because that's not going to work. They don't have a choice a lot of the times, Omar. They don't have a choice a lot of the times. They don't. They, uh... A lot of the times... A lot of the times what they're doing is... Is they're taking what they can get. They're 100% take, taking what they can get. Taylor's heart was found to be double in size. Why? What was he doing to himself? That's because Dave Grohl is the goat. I mean, yeah. If you if you doubt his drumming chops, I mean, look at look at when he played for Queens of the Stone Age in that one song. I mean, dude's a madman. It works because then they can collect unemployment or go on to a different project. Yeah, yeah. If they want to come back and work on that project with Microsoft, they have to take a six-month, basically, I guess, sabbatical. Compare the two big players in the studios under them and tell me which one you'd pick if you had the choice, just based on what we know. 
Right. Right. If you're looking at 343 and rare, and then you're looking at what? Like Insomniac and, and Gorilla? Look at the games they've put out and look at the growth of the studios. It's just not even a con- it's not even a dadgum contest. And that's not fanboyism. That's just business analysis. You could literally not even be a gamer. Imagine you're just some Wall Street guy. If you analyzed if you analyzed Insomniac and Gorilla as companies and those products commercial success and then you analyzed Rare draw uh, <laughs> you analyzed Rare golly. You analyzed Rare and 343 in their products. Just just basic business analysis you're not even you're not even a gamer you're just analyzing who you're gonna back and who you're gonna buy some stock with like it's not it's not even a matter of it's not even a matter of like fanboyism anymore an enlarged heart can have many causes tons of alcohol can be one I think not throwing shade I don't know anything about the guy I I, I thought he I thought he fell off. I thought he was he was back on having problems again. I think he was trying to keep it clean, but it's such BS. These are people that make things that bring us joy. I don't like people not being able to take care of like that. No one should support this kind of policy. If an employee is bad, fire them. Yeah, it seemed like drugs were involved. Foo Fighters, the color and the shape, you said? Yeah, the color and the shape is probably their best album. Yeah, it's got to be their best album. Monkey Wrench, My Hero, Everlong, Hey Johnny Park. Oh my word. Yeah. Rip Taylor Hawkins, but you're no Keith Moon. Rip Keith Moon, but you're no John Bonham. You're no John Bonham. (laughs) Uh, Rest in peace, all those guys, man. Bonham Bonham is, yeah. Zeppelin was never the same. The Who would never be the same either. Just never the same. Those guys, those guys were. It's hard to find drummers that have their own style. Like you can tell who's on the, you can tell who's on the sticks. You know what I mean? Your money's on wasting light. No shot. No shot. Um, wasting light's amazing. The foo have been amazingly consistent. Although in your honor was, I don't know who did that. The the production quality on in your honor is really, really, really weird. I think after that, Dave started using his own studio and everything got crunchier. He was stressing out because of the band's heavy touring schedule and it was cause of his heart issues. Then a couple that with him apparently started to drink heavily again to cope. Oh, that's sad. That's that's awful. That's awful. Dave has been... Dave is, Dave's had a... You know, I feel like they're going to do an interview with him one day like a documentary. Like, what a, what a life he's lived, you know? Kurt and now Taylor, you know? It's sad. Jason's good, but John is amazing. John Bonham did things on the drums that hadn't happened yet. Like, if you listen to Immigrant Song, like, nobody was doing that yet. I, I don't think so. He was doing things single pedal that I I just don't I just don't think you can find back then. That, that... Like, you can't find that back then. I don't think so. Single pedal? Not a double bass pedal. Single pedal. I don't think so. At the very least, he pioneered some of that stuff, in my mind. Zeppelin was... Zeppelin Zeppelin was a forerunner on, like, top-down rhythms and tempos, and obviously, there, there was concerns about... 
Robert Plant being too feminine, too. You guys remember that? Sonic Highways was on on par with Color and the Shape. Sonic Highways is criminally underrated. It's criminally underrated. Didn't even win any awards. And they gave it to some guy that year who stole a song's melody. What a joke. That year was a joke. Oh, but but the reason we're bringing up drummers, we got we're 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 off on we're off way on left field. Let, let me kind of get the car back on the road. The reason I brought that up is the creative process that goes into an album. If you've ever seen any of these documentaries from bands on like albums that came about and the good, the bad, and all the in between, that creative process is so easy to jack up. Imagine the size and the scope of the creative process that goes into a game when you've got hundreds, hundreds of employees. Just what on earth? You, you, you can't have... I, I don't think this contractual policy can stand. I don't. I don't think it can stand. Because you're, I don't know. I don't know. If Phil Spencer can push, I hope he can. I hope he can push and say, listen, once we get all these companies under our wing, we need exceptions to be made. We cannot keep doing this. Our analysis of 343 and Halo Infinite has significantly shown us that this is not a work. This doesn't work. You're going to continue to have these problems. You're going to have fragmented companies, mismanaged projects, and embarrassing first-party titles. Like, if you want Xbox to have just, like, a Rolodex and, like, basically an encyclopedia of first-party titles on Game Pass that are all subpar, this this is the path. This is the way you get there. Will Bethesda have to abide by this policy? Casey, that's the big, giant question. If all these acquisitions go through, if the Blizzard Activision acquisition goes through, do all those companies have to fold into this policy? And how disruptive will that be to their company? Imagine trying to run a project where your first item of business every uh, every morning is who left your project and who is new to the project policy sucks there's no defending it except as a means to save money and you get what you pay for that's what i mean like i feel like this is 100 motivated by money the question that i would ask and this was something that creature brought up when he and i were talking about it on the phone he was saying this probably has worked for years for microsoft because in the software world that they live in like windows creativity isn't as necessary but when you're dealing with the creative art form like music or in this case video games this policy doesn't work like it's one thing when you're designing software like an operating system that's not what a video game is it's not as contained it's more unruly it's more it's more likely to experience scope creep or bad vision transfer creative differences that that's going to be far more likely to happen in a video game environment than in an environment where you're building an operating system or updating security infrastructures architecture and drivers 
Like, I think that's a very good point that's getting lost here. Like, one of the reasons that this probably works for Microsoft is they're like, we're not creating a creative product at the end of the day. So this works fine in the OS world, but it doesn't work for games. And you have a Microsoft division that is spending just bonkers amounts of money to acquire companies and if you fold those companies in underneath this policy it's going to be absolutely destructive and disruptive to all those properties that they make all the games that they make that's a great point there are probably more standard ways to approach things in os development it's, yeah, it's far. I would imagine OS development is a lot more black and white, and game development's a lot more gray. I see there's way more permutations and, and, and pieces to the puzzle when you're making a video game compared to making an operating system or security protocols or drivers. If 30 people build a software menu, it's probably going to be perfect. If 30 people build a video game storefront, it's going to look like Halo Infinite's effing mess. Steve Jobs once talked about Microsoft in similar terms. He said, what they made was fine, but it basically lacked any artistry. That, I, all that, see, that's such good input. That's such good input. It's utilitarian. It lacks the artistic flourish. And what did Apple, what did Apple do when they broke into the phone market? It, there's something, there's something, cre- there was something creative and pleasant about an iPhone. It, there was something about it that it there was like a there was like a flow and a feel and a vibe to the iPhone and their commercials and their stores. You go into an Apple store like the the form factor of their uh, of their laptops and stuff. They they 100% are focused more on the presentation, the packaging. When you open an Apple product and you you take all the things out, there is that there's a there's an artistry there. There's a passion there that you don't get with Microsoft stuff. Microsoft's, Microsoft products are very utilitarian. Hope everyone's doing good, says Daniel. On a different note, I miss what's going on. Can anyone fill me in? So the headline, so for today's Halo Infinite news, the news is that Halo Infinite, let me, I'll scroll back to the top of my news briefing this morning. Halo content drought has some explanation. The Halo Infinite content drought reportedly due to an industry-wide loss of Russian support. Spirisoft, a Russian developer that has helped work on outsourcing of development for projects like Rainbow Six Siege and Assassin's Creed Valhalla, was apparently building the bare bones of maps for 343 for Halo Infinite. 343 would come behind them after everything had been blocked out and it would be arted out by 343. Microsoft declines to comment, but I think the reliance on a Russian developer points to some of the problems we've been talking about. So we got on the Microsoft 18-month contract debate again, and I fundamentally think that's one of the leading causes of all the problems at 343. Could we get seven more likes on the video and hit 300 likes? We've had a really good day today with this coverage and a really strong turnout, and we appreciate you guys, both new subs and uh, and long-standing subs. We greatly appreciate that. Thank you for tuning in today. Just looking on the back end here 
um, a bunch of you clicked from browse. Most of you clicked from browse. So if I was on your homepage as a recommendation, if you just saw this in a feed somewhere and you clicked, thanks for clicking and joining us. Remember to hit subscribe and remember to hit that bell button. I am a safer work broadcaster, uh, so you can throw me on in the background. A lot of people use me like video game radio and a podcast throughout the day. And because I'm safe for work, you don't have to worry about the kind of language I'm going to be using. I would like to cover the No Man's Sky update, Vorian, but they the way that they announce stuff, it's like Sean Murray tweets out an emoji and then I'm supposed to plan my day around that. I just, I can't. I can't. We are pushing for 1,500 members, so my wife has to go back into Elden Ring. We just have to hit 1,500. We don't have to hold at 1,500. Right now, we have 1,111 members. One, 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 all the way across. So if you want to give some members or become a member and help us get closer to that next gifted milestone, we would greatly appreciate that. We do not run ads throughout the stream, and that is a great way uh, to help with what we do here. The sad thing is Microsoft actually built uh, a solid box this time. I enjoyed it when I had it, but they failed consistently at delivering software. Um, uh, In chat during a live stream. I forgot uh, to... Hang on. No more Ragnarok. Save. Glum is responsible for a few of these hedge funds. Yes, yeah, Mr. Glum's gone kind of crazy. He even said, he even said uh, that he is willing to update... Uh, all the way to, I believe, tier four. He'll go up all the way to tier four if, if, um, if we get uh, enough people at tier two. If we have a hundred total people at tier two, he said he was willing uh, to upgrade all the way to tier four. So you can make Mr. Glum upgrade, uh, and when you upgrade to tier two, you do get a lot of benefits. You get to vote on what my wife and I play on Friday night, and you get to get guaranteed access to community game night. So, but yeah, I would love, I would absolutely love to cover No Man's Sky more consistently. But the last couple times we've tried to cover it, it just hasn't gone well for us. And a lot of that's just because of how how, how uh, Hello Games markets, uh, markets the game. It just, it's a really, really tough game uh, for us to cover. As an example, um, we jumped into Outlaws gameplay three months ago. We talked about was it a great time to dive in, and the viewership was just really, really bad. And it's nobody's fault. It's because there's no search. No one's coming to YouTube and searching. No one's interested because they they don't do they don't do anything. Like Sean Murray tweets out an emoji on Twitter, and it gets a million impressions. And then all of a sudden they push out a trailer, and it's like, well, there was no buildup, so I. We, we, Maybe we could cover it tomorrow. We'll see. We'll see. We'll, we, we might cover it tomorrow because we have to. We almost have to give it a day to cook so people care. But it's dangerous because after 24 hours, nobody cares because they're like, "Oh, we already read the blog, Lona. We already watched the trailer." So, No Man's Sky is a very, very challenging game to cover, and there's already tons of established No Man's Sky channels out there that they've already updated. They probably already have a video uploaded, reading through the update and the blog and all the things coming. So, apparently there's a, ro- a worker reckoning at Nintendo too contractors being disappointed with what's going on there yeah 
Uh, it's why I don't like Apple. I like more freedom in my platform, but I get the appeal. Yeah, I don't do much with my phone, so I just I've I've always liked that. Like I go like this, and I go like this, and it works. Like I'm just click 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 works. Click 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 works. Like not that the other platforms don't work. That's just been my experience, and I just got used to it. So. The gaming industry employs more than 220,000 people, many of them permatemps who don't share in the spoils. Right. Right. I'm not going to sit here and pretend that contracted workers in the gaming industry could literally be a, a bridge that's running out of track. It 100% could be a bridge that's running out of track. I happen to look at Microsoft and I feel like you guys are making the train go faster. You're 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 going you're hurtling towards the cliff is what it feels like to me. New World had another wave of server mergers. It's not surprising. They just, you know, continue to drop in player base numbers. The problem with Apple is they're always two years behind and more expensive. Yeah, that's the kind of stuff that I just wait and buy the cheaper models every time. I always wait and buy the cheaper model because I don't need the latest and greatest. I just need it to work well, you know? I'm sure Xbox have a couple of hits coming, but they will have a bunch of failures. The gaming discourse will remain terrible too. Like your TikTok issue with the screen with an Android, it was a button tap. Yeah, I still want to look into getting like a really good Android with a camera because I do think we should be streaming over there. I do. I think we're missing... Even if we're only streaming to two or three people, as as long as the, if it was permanently set up and it was a lot easier, I, I wouldn't bother me. But the fact that I had to take my phone every day and like set it up and get the angle right, if I just had an Android sitting there that I could like go click the go live button on my TikTok, I think that's a platform worth investing in as long as America doesn't ban it. Remember a week or two ago, I said that it doesn't matter if you worked on a crap game and all that matters is you have experience. This is why. On average, most workers burn out in two or so years because the environments on average outside of a few studios are terrible. Costco, amazing prices on good little Android devices. Yeah, I don't even need it to be a phone. I just need to bring it home and get it on my Wi-Fi and, and I need to be able to plug a microphone into it. They only do phone cameras. It's, it's complicated. I could get approved to stream through OBS, but I don't want to because that's just not, that's not what I'm trying to do. Although it would be better for chat if it, was, if it looked like how I have it right now. It would be better for chat. Um, I'd have to have a second streaming rig, which I could certainly do, but that would mean I'd have to stream on Spectrum, which I wouldn't care about streaming on Spectrum on, on TikTok because it wouldn't matter if we periodically dropped frames over there. Most people are used to it getting kind of, you know, a little buffering here and there, but that means I'd need a whole nother monitor and a whole nother rig. I just, yeah, I don't know. I don't know if I want to do that. May the problem, maybe the problem is too many good games are coming out nowadays. I don't remember the amount of AAA games coming out years ago being uh, this much so bad launches. Games seem to be happening more often. I think it was a I think it's been a perfect storm of 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 things Dalton. I think crunch, I think bad project management is rampant in the gaming industry. I think you have tons of really great employees and people in positions that are managing the projects that are a bunch of dum-dums. I'm serious. I think you have a bunch of old 
fuddy-duddy corporate heads that have no idea how to project manage a video game. Then, 2020 hits, working from home, sicky, delays, you got shareholders saying, push the product out. I think all those things spun up into a perfect storm, and it's spitting out things like Battlefield 2042 and Halo Infinite. That's what I, that's what I think. I think all those things combined into just an absolute disaster. I haven't seen I haven't been an Apple fan since this. I think they have really good marketing, but I hate the closed platform. Yeah. Uh all the talent uh is it Sony and Nintendo? <laughs> uh what do I got to do for you to read my comment? Sorry, what'd you say? What'd you say, Ghost? Oh, you're adding Lono Ghost in the garage at type at Reforge Gaming and I'll see it more. Then when you at Lono, I don't see that. Do you think this is why Activision employees are trying to unionize? Do you see the writing on the wall with Microsoft? I do. You know why this is happening with quality assurance workers first, Ghost? It's because quality assurance workers in the gaming industry, they make up the large a large portion of the contracted workers. Yes. That's why they're starting to unionize. Because they want better wages. Listen, if you're only going to bring me on for nine months, 18 months, two years, whatever the frick, then at least pay me a livable wage. Right? There what the, the demands the demands of the of the union for the quality assurance work it was absurdly low. They were asking for what was it like forty five thousand dollars a year? <laughs> Way to come in low, folks. That's you're not asking for much at all for full time employee, unless you live in a really low cost of living suburb in some state where cost of living is already low. So like cost of living in the state's low and then you're on the low end of that state's cost of living because you're out in the suburbs. Like, holy freaking moly. We want we want $45,000 a year for full-time employee? That, that, that's such a meager request. But that's what they unionized. That's one of the things they unionized for. So they could ask for that. Let that sink in. Like, how bad do you think it is that the first ever video game union is like, we, it's like, (laughs) it's like that episode of The Office, right? Where, like, they're, they're going to take like a small amount of money and Michael Scott figures out that like, it's not, it's not that much money and they turn them down. It's like, they're literally coming to the table and being like, we would like $45,000 a year. And the gaming companies are like, (laughs) what? that it (laughs) huh didn't mean to get snarky no don't at reforge you have to at reforge gaming it should look like this you should type at reforge and then just hit tab or just type at reforge space gaming if you have to type it all the way out on a mobile Forty five thousand dollars is probably starting. Forty sixty five seems about what QA and other industries get. Yeah. The issue, Robert, is some of these studios are located in cities and states where that's a joke. That's an absolute joke. Can you imagine living in some of the some of these western west coast cities and states and somebody offering you forty five grand a year? You'd be like, wow, I, uh, I can afford my rent for one quarter of the year. Thank you. That's great. <laughs> That's... <laughs> I guess I'll be homeless for the rest of you. Can I live at my desk? Is that allowed? Can I get that baked into the contract? 
Yeah, when a city's cost of living is 70 grand a year and they're offering you like almost half that. So yeah, that's why that's why the, the the that one organization, that's why that quality assurance group unionized at um Raven. It's at Raven. And they work on Call of Duty, do they not? Is there a difference between adding and pound? I don't think it. I don't think it matters. I absolutely love Xbox and I love Halo even more, says Nicholas. That said, I agree with everything you said. I appreciate that, Nicholas. That clarity of thought is is so important. You can love Microsoft and Halo while asking them to do better, right? Like, you can love your kid, but if he's being lazy in the sport that he used to be great in, you it's, it's not unloving to be like, you can do better. What are you doing? What are you doing? You're throwing your potential away, right? Like, you can love Microsoft, Halo, and your Xbox and ask for better better results than this like hey microsoft you're dumping billions into the gaming market you're 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 doing these massive acquisitions can we get some assurance that you're going to consider this 18 month contracted worker policy and like what kind of an impact it might be having on the quality of the games that you're purchasing Can, can, can we get can we get you to look into this maybe have some considerations about it like maybe make exceptions for gaming division you think games quality is better or worse than five years ago it's tough that's a tough question because the scope size and quality of games has significantly gone up but we've also had humongous blunders from really big companies cyberpunk halo battlefield 2042 we've had some massive blunders anthem you know that's that's from BioWare. Some of our media, some of our some of our industry titans have fallen flat on their face, and I think those shadows loom large in the conversation. It's like I don't know, man. But then you also have just absolute triumphs. You got you got Ghost of Tsushima, Returnal, Ratchet and Clank, Spider Man. You know you've got amazing games coming out. The size, scope, and quality of games has significantly gone up, but we've also had just absolute blunders. Ghost in the Garage says, Facts, that's the problem with a lot of the Xbox community. They're too complacent and are afraid to speak out against Xbox. The median price is a million in Seattle. Jeepers. I feel like the difference between five years ago is the huge expectations that are placed on games partially due to what the game promises. Oh, the marketing plays a part, but I don't really fault the marketing that much anymore. My opinion on video game marketing, they've dialed way back. They don't do the big hype, oh, our game's coming out in six years, look how amazing it looks. We're going to be looking at um, a video game here in a little bit called uh, The Day Before, and you're going to see... You're going to see them playing by the old playbook, the Watchdogs playbook, the Division 1 playbook, showing you gameplay five years before a game comes out that it's not real, right? Like you're going to you're going to see that in a little bit when we watch that. We're going to be watching Force Gaming's video and doing a reaction to it. Uh, and I, <laughs> I don't know, but, but my my general feeling is that a lot of the marketing is dialed way back now. It has. Did you pay attention? Did you pay attention in June? Were you paying attention? 
most of the games talked about, advertised and marketed, were straight gameplay, and they were coming out in the next one to two years. The marketing has completely changed. It's shr- window window of, of of announcement has shrunk. It used to be like, hey guys, we're making a brand new game. When's it coming out? Uh, in like six years. Oh, you know. I think marketing's dramatically shifted to the point that when a couple of games did that during Summer Game Fest, I'm like, get the frick out of here with this. No one cares about your game if you don't have a release date. No one cares about your game if it's coming out in three to four years. those, Those trailers were the exception this year. I think more game companies are saying, no, 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 no. Shrink the marketing window. Focus on gameplay quit the hype train crap it just buries you in bad expectations I work remotely my home office is in Houston and I own a ranch in KY 256 acres 6,000 square foot house all together you paid 780 you got a ranch in Kentucky I live in Louisville what voice is that it kind of sounded like quagmire I don't know why I don't know why I channeled quagmire what's up guys I don't know why I channeled Quagmire. Look up gaming releases in 2007. I think that it's probably the best year in all of gaming. 2007 to 11 was definitely the golden era of gaming. But if you go back, Dalton, and you look at the scope, quality, and substance of those games, I guarantee you the games we have now are bigger, better. I guarantee it. I, I, put, I put Ghost of Tsushima and Returnal up against any of the games back then, and almost none of them are, are going to be up to snuff. 2018 God of War. Take that back to 2007-11. None of those games are going to stand a chance. They're not going to hold a candle. Red Dead Redemption 2. Red Dead Redemption 2. Take Red Dead Redemption 2 back to 2007-2011. None of those games are going to stand a dadgum chance against the size, scope, and quality of that game. It's not even a comparison. But we've had big blunders as well. That's That's the point. Oh, and Owensboro? Okay. Owensboro... Is that horse country? Is that where a lot of people have the the horse farms? I feel like anytime it's come up, anytime you hear about like horse farms, it's Owensboro. Like Louisville, obviously we don't have a lot. You got to you got to go way out. You got to get out in the sticks cuz you got to get away from the city. Agreed, bigger games, bigger blunders. Sony does it better when it comes to quality AAA games. Xbox needs to do better. I show D's. Oh, that's a great name. Do you like I show speed? Are you a fan of his? Someone has a copy of the last of us. Part one remake. It's all over the internet. Yeah. Apparently we were, I don't know if we're going to cover it because I, I don't want to show the footage. Cause that stuff's probably going to get struck down. That stuff's probably going to get struck down. Um, but yeah, it's looking like apparently they're not making changes to the, to the game quality. Owensboro and Lexington. Okay, that's what I thought. I've lived here for 20 years, and I've always thought it would be cool. Uh, my kids are six and eight, and I, I thought it would be really cool to look for some of the horse farms that like let you come to them. I don't know, I don't know how many people even do that, but my kids would love that. Did they change anything with the story, or are spoilers not allowed in the chat? As far as I know, they didn't change anything with the story. And they also didn't change anything with the gameplay. Seems like bigger games, same amount of time. 
Yeah, and that's one of the reasons I've tried to bring up the fact that, like, the scope of the budgets and the cost of these games is just incredibly... It just keeps going up. It just keeps going up. Kentucky is one state away from Canada. Is that true? Is that true? No, we're two states away, homie. Because you'd have to go through... You'd have to go through... Uh, no. Does does Canada touch Ohio? It kind of looks like it might a little bit. No, the water... No, 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 no. Because the water wouldn't be considered ca- Canadian territory, would it? You'd have to go through Michigan. Because if you went right through Ohio, you can't get to Canada from Ohio. The land doesn't touch. It's true, go through Ohio. You can't get to Canada from Ohio, my friend. It, you, you, unless you took a boat. Unless you'd have to take a boat. And even then, that water, that territory, is likely not Canadian for a while. It probably turns Canadian once you get closer to the land. So, yeah. I But that, yeah, that's, you, that's kind of a loophole. You're one state away from Canada if you take a boat after you get through Ohio. Like, okay. Like... Am, am I, is Kentucky one state away from Africa as well? All I have to do is drive through the, one of the Carolinas and then hop on a boat to Africa. Like, <laughs> yeah, man. K- Kentucky's a state away from Africa, bro. You, you just need, you know, uh, uh, oceanic travel. <laughs> <laughs> You're gonna need a pretty big rowboat. <laughs> One state from Mexico. Yeah, you just have to go all the way around and through the Gulf for sure. Yeah, yeah. I drive through the, drive through one of the Carolinas, hop on a boat, loop all the way down through the Gulf, and I'm one state away from Mexico. <laughs> that's fun. That's funny. That's pretty good. 340 likes. Hey, we could easily hit 400 likes right now. There's over 400 people here. I bet you there's 50 people who haven't pressed like yet. I know you got to close down chat on mobile, but it really, really does help out the video. I'm not kidding you. Every time we hit a like milestone, it helps us out. So, and that's free. That's free. We we are not getting a lot of members, coffee orders, or gifted members today. So at least do the free stuff, right? Live streams live and die on memberships and uh, and metrics. So help in any way that you can. If Lono's almost Canadian, then I'm just... uh, (laughs) You could take a boat from the lakes to Africa, so technically, you're practically in Africa. Yeah. I mean, really, if you think about it, that means I'm I'm almost an (laughs) African-American. My wife said no from the other room. It's practically a neighboring state. It's practically a neighboring state. All I have to do is drive through the Carolinas and get on a boat and go all the way across the ocean. (laughs) That's funny, man. You can't cancel me for that. That's too good. 
Jiminy Christmas. Two months milestone from Fuzzy and Car Doc Ren and Fuzzy coming in with gifted memberships. All five of Car Docs got grabbed by Joseph, TJ, Rage, Wheels, uh, Red Sox own you, and just in time. Guys, make sure and thank Car Doc. Thank him for those gifted members. Fuzzy gifted as well. And uh, Alter Wing, XYZ, Stricken, New Fairy, and Icebreaker. All of you guys got gifted memberships. Be sure to thank Fuzzy for those gifteds. That's very excellent. <laughs> like my wife says, get a little loose in there. <laughs> get a little loose in there. You know what's funny? I actually want to meet her more than you, creature, because I feel like her and I would act we would actually get along more because we both have to put up with your crap. But but I think her and I have more in common. <laughs> oh man. I think she sounds funny to me. Creature's not very funny. Yeah, Creature and my wife would get along better because they help keep me in line. (laughs) Oh, they'd be kindred spirits in dealing with my crazy. Mm. Oh, my gosh. Well, it's been fun, guys. We're moving to Odyssey next. Do they have live streaming? (laughs) We're going to be live on uh, D-Live tomorrow, guys. (laughs) Oh, my gosh. Oh, man. She doesn't have the struggles you do. She surrendered to my dominance years ago. You know what's funny is I already know she's absolutely brilliant because she has you thinking that. (laughs) The fact that you think she's surrendered to your dominance she's got to be like 900 IQ genius because she's got you thinking that that's what's happened (laughs) now I really want to meet her (laughs) she's like this mother he thinks (laughs) Uh, and you're just like I thought it was cool (laughs) Lolo that joke used up all your credit on the on the uh, on the on the inward pass I gave you tread lightly listen Abe listen listen y- y- y'all would d- be honest with me Abe are y'all really gonna try and cancel a man for that joke I feel like you know, you know what I'm saying <laughs> I feel like y'all don't care <laughs> about that <laughs> ain't got time for ain't got time for canceling come on uh, what are you glaring at me for? It is family friendly. I'm being good. I'm being good. That was a pretty funny joke. We're very selective about when we care. <laughs> well, Abe, at the next meeting, at the next meeting, just let everybody know that, you know, I'm a nice guy. You know, I, I've, I've, I got a family. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, you know? What is that? Oh, it's the truck with the screwdriver. Jay Lewis says, It was a good joke to me and I'm African American. Yeah, come on. It was funny. It was harmless. <laughs> no one cares about a damn joke. You good, Reforge. <laughs> I'll just wait two years and write a twit longer. Quiet Shy Girl's got the right strategy. That's right. That's right. Uh. Oh, yeah. There's definitely a power dominance. Yeah. 
Definitely, there, there's definitely a power exchange in this relationship. That's right. I gave him a two-use credit line, and he made an awful joke, so I counted it twice. The next use, we're taking him to collections. <laughs> David says, I'm black. The joke was funny, but move it along for safety. <laughs> That's good. That's we've got to move it along for safety. Let's get, let's get out of here. Everybody starts looking over their shoulder. I just got the mother of blips. Timing was perfect. Yeah, we just had a big dip in uh, we just had a big dip in viewership. I wonder what that was. I thought, oh man, did people really get upset at that joke? <laughs> They're like, I just can't abide this. <laughs> Sounding like a fool. Uh, <laughs> what is it we said in Seinfeld? He's like, <laughs> all I know is what <laughs> when Kramer got over tanned. It's like I see a damn fool. <laughs> Kramer overslept and got like way too tan. Oh, that was such a funny episode. Oh. Don't need twitlongers anymore. Just use tweet threads. Yeah, just do a thread. Yeah, yeah. You just use a little thread icon. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's right. That's right. Oh, shoot. I forgot to schedule the next. Hang on. Gotta schedule the next. It's that window of time. It's that window of time. Do, 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 do. Okay. Day before concerns reaction. VOD. Save those images. And let's schedule a new stream. Hopefully the stream scheduling works better. Earlier when I was trying to do it, man, oh man, I couldn't type in the box. It was doing this thing where like every time I would click in the text box, it would just jump up back to the top. It was so frustrating. Super frustrating. The day before... The day before is slated for next year, too. I don't know. I don't know. We got a good Force Gaming vid to watch about it, and I'm scheduling the stream right now. We'll go over there in a little bit, though. We're not going over right now, so hold on to your hats. We can still talk Halo for a little bit. Uh, Monetization. Public, and we'll set it for new. Mm-mm. Day before ain't never coming out. Yeah, feels that way. Okay, listen, we almost never run ads on the channel. That's why people are so generous with gifted memberships, new memberships, as well as coffee orders. We don't have a coffee order yet for the day, so if you want to be the first coffee order, do me a favor and do that. I am going to hit some ads. I'm going to run upstairs and use the restroom real quick. I'll be right back.
Okay, I'm back. Star Citizen is nothing but a buggy mess. No Man's Sky just dropped an update. You might be interested in covering No Man's Sky after this. I I don't have anything prepared. Like, I, I, I just, I don't know if we want to, like, throw together a thumbnail and a quick stream and just, like, watch the video, read the blog. Like, I just, I don't know. I really, really don't. I don't know if we end our day and do it for, like, an hour or something. I honestly don't like every I feel like anytime we've tried to touch No Man's Sky when they come out with a brand new update and some big thing we get terrible results because they don't market they don't promote like Sean Murray sends out uh, a, an emoji and everybody loses their minds and then they push out a blog and a, and a YouTube video I just I don't know I feel like they 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 at a fundamental level, they make it really, really difficult to cover stuff as a YouTuber because they don't create a funnel of interest. They don't. And I'm not faulting them for that. I'm just saying that's a that's like a challenge for me if I try to cover their stuff. I just that's that's always the scenario that we're facing. What's Lawrence asking? Maybe a question. Any benefit of doing a subscription for coffee? Buying three bags at once? Oh, like shipping and stuff? This is no. It's just an ease of use for regulars. We may run something with it eventually, but not right at the moment. Yeah, we tried to run some numbers on like on doing that for people doing subscriptions, but it would just be... It wouldn't do anything for us. Does that make sense? Like, I'm just being frank with you. Like, as a business, it was like, it wouldn't do anything for us. Because our most regular customers are the ones that we appreciate the most, and we really want to thank them, but we can't necessarily thank them by being like, hey, the people that support us on the most regular basis, let's just cut, let's just cut margins. (laughs) Does that make sense? You know what I mean? Like, you're already getting a very good deal. Like, if you compare pricing and you compare turnaround time on shipping, what you get from us is an unbelievable value. And to lower to lower costs in any department on the coffee would just not be productive for us, especially because the people that would do subscriptions are likely the people that are buying the most often. You know what I mean? So, the margins are good. Okay, they're not amazing. They're good. They're very sound. They're great. But you don't want to start just like give them a sale here, give them a free this, give them a free that, and then all of a sudden you turn around and you're like, man, our most loyal customers are hurting us. <laughs> Does that make sense? Glad we're discussing the day before. Yeah, I need to look up. Hang on, hang on. I need to look up. There were some amazing images that I want to have ready to go. Uh, golly, it's bad. It's bad. The comparisons, the... Yeah, they've, they've done some... They have done some things that are really making some people curious. Um, really making some people curious. And then the and then the video, obviously. 
I think the visual quality of games has definitely increased, but not sure the fun has also increased by the same amount. Just from what I remember, we had Dark Souls, Skyrim, Halo 3, and Reach, Modern Warfare 1 and 2, Black Ops 1 and 2, Battlefield, Bad Company, Battlefield 3, Red Dead Redemption, and Bioshock. I'm sure I missed a bunch, but for me, Modern Warfare 2 is still the golden standard for FPS. Yeah, your fun factor and citing all those games, I think adds really, really great ground and argumentation to my metamorphosis uh, concepts. All those games that you listed were like touchstones and moment, like cornerstone moments in the industry or cornerstone moments for those franchises. Dark Souls, Modern Warfare 2, Skyrim, Halo 3. These are big moments, right? And they kind of blow your mind. And then we haven't been able to get much further beyond that ceiling to a certain degree. Graphics have gotten better, but largely content loops have stayed the same because there's only so much you can do with innovation within first-person shooters, RPGs, melee-based combat games, ETC. So, when you remember playing Skyrim in Modern Warfare 2, like you don't necessarily realize how crazy good Elden Ring is because you're like, well, it didn't quite make me feel the way I felt when I played Skyrim for the first time. I'm sorry, Dark Souls for the first time. Like, there's a metamorphosis concept that I that I try to outline where you've gone through a metamorphosis as a gamer and what happened, the first time you stepped foot in Modern Warfare 2, Dark Souls, and Skyrim, it did something to you. It was a brand new experience. We Game companies can't do that anymore. They're giving you a very similar and familiar experience, and the graphics, fluidity, you know, and performance of the game is better, but it's still a very similar and very familiar experience. Put in that light roast order so Lono can eat lunch today. There it is, an order of Reforged Roast. Thank you so much. Three bags of light roast. Thank you, Lawrence. That's very, very kind. We appreciate people supporting the channel with membership as well as supporting... The, my wife and kiddos bag up the coffee and ship it to you, by the way. It's not some sponsor. Like, it's in my house. I probably haven't done that that little spiel enough, right? Very, very nice. Minimal labeling there. Very... I love the design. We did the, We did the rebrand very recently. And the web presence is very professional. If you're a coffee snob and you're like, hey... What's balanced acidity? How do you achieve that? We have the coffee flavor profiles on there. It explains how we get that no bitterness, balanced acidity, smooth uh, coffee. And that's a huge, huge benefit for coffee drinkers. Like my wife and others have said, they really, they don't like drinking other coffee now because you get used to that balanced acidity and it's, it's going to have an effect. You're going to be like, man, this is good. And you're not... My wife, there's a local place that she liked drinking from, and she, uh, she's, she doesn't, she doesn't like it as much anymore because she just says it tastes bitter. Abe says coffee snob here. The dark roast is good. There you go. Elden Ring is definitely the best open world game ever made. I got into Dark Souls late, and Dark Souls One is not my favorite one. You're probably right about Modern Warfare Two, though. I'm not saying singular games aren't better. Uh, than they were back then. I'm saying it seemed like the whole industry was just on fire back then, aside from a few mishaps like Hayes. One of those things that's probably happening at that point in time, Cool Spoon, 
is you're you're looking at the apex of a generation and you're and, and that's what you're and you're remembering it for good reason. That was the apex of that generation. And we're we're in the early stages of a generational shift, so we there cannot be an apex. The apex of this generation is five years away, maybe seven. That's another thing to consider. Yo, it's good, Zubair. Any plans on setting up a subscription for the coffee? We've set that up, Imori. We have. You just... You don't save any money. It's just a convenient thing. But we do have subscriptions for the coffee. A couple people have already signed up for it. A little something for the Halo homies still here. Yo, what's good, YouTube lurker? Is it possible to see Soulsborne gameplay during members? We... Okay, so Khalid... Real quick, because I don't want to get stuck on housekeeping. Oh, YouTube Lurker's gift in five members. That's what he meant when he said that. Little something for the Halo homies still here. NWO, Dwayne, After Forever, Irene, and Ants. Plural. Ants, plural. Guys, make sure if you just got a gifted membership, say thank you to YouTube Lurker. I appreciate that so, so much. We are um, we are trying to push to 1,500 members as a goal. We don't have to maintain 1,500 because it's always going to be up and down because we had a lot of gifted members uh, last month. But, but, um, we are sitting at 1125, 1125, 1125. And if we hit 1500, my wife has to play Elden Ring again. Look at 2019 and 2020. That's the end of that gen, says Eugene. And I think that's a good indicator of the kind of games that were coming out. That was an apex of that generation. Yeah, 2018 to early 2020. It's like, you know what I mean? Rick Flair, woo, coming in with a 10-month milestone. Welcome back in, Rick Flair. Was really hoping for Halo Infinite. Battlefield 2042 and Call of Duty last year could have been ushered in a new era, but it did not. Thanks to the convo, back to work. Yeah, no worries. No worries. Seven more likes. We need seven more likes to roll the likes over, guys. Thanks for being here. We've had a we have a very regular turnout and crowd recently and I think that that's awesome if you're one of the newer members last month or this month please do us a favor and get in the discord okay we really want to see bigger turnouts for members only content and we are seeing that one of the reasons is we're doing it more often so I just think it's more on people's radar but also we're seeing more members getting plugged into the discord so you don't miss YouTube doesn't do a fantastic job of shoving members only content in your face you will not miss out on members only content if you are in the discord we try to do a segment every day and we do those streams on Friday night now to what somebody was saying about seeing Soulsborne content during members only streams and I got kind of interrupted Khaled asked that I don't want to spend too much time on like a housekeeping issue I've continued to throw out ideas for segments for the members only content like Madam Mondays Tough Tuesdays where I could play some tough games just for fun I wouldn't I wouldn't play them to completion because I get burned out pretty quick on the tough games but uh, walk through Wednesdays. Hey, let's finish a game on Wednesday, right? We might do that with straight today. I don't know. And then Thursdays is kind of the throwdown, the AMA. And then Fridays is the after party with a round table. Nobody has really strongly responded to the segment ideas. What people seem to be more strongly responding to is just hanging out with me off script and just shooting the bull at the end of the day. And I think it's because largely our audience is a talk show audience. If you're a member here, you're, you know, you're a member and a subscriber and you enjoy my content and you, you've recently converted into a fan of what we do here. You're likely looking for a talk show. So the minute we diverge from that in a sharp way and all of a sudden we're doing something completely not talk show oriented, 
we lose a lot of people so I want to be really careful with stuff like that like if we do too many segments people might be like it was fun when we just got to hang out with him as members but now he's doing all these segments and gameplay right it's just tough it's really a tough line to dance on we play the gameplay when it's hot people are excited they get to see the new game but then they're like they want the talk show and I can't fault them for that like 90% of the time I'm live that's what we're doing right if you're hitting subscribe on this channel if you're converting into a paying member and you're like this place is dope it's going to be unlikely that you're like I absolutely love the gameplay because it almost never happens more stray I super enjoyed it the people have spoken BS is where it's at yeah, just BSing with Lono is basically what people want. We seemingly are getting better response and better turnout for that. The minute I turn on gameplay, the member-only streams, everybody leaves. And I'm not mad, I just think that's indicative of what people are looking for. I personally only enjoy gameplay as a first look and then uh, when the game is new. The members-only show was lit yesterday. Yeah, we're not going to be doing that very often. Holy frick, we got into a pretty serious conversation. That's not going to be the format going forward, just so y'all know. Um, it can get a little spicy and a little dramatic, but that is definitely not ever... That's not going to happen for another six months. <laughs> like We're not doing that. We're not doing that. It was a good convo. It was a good convo, but it uh, started to feel like we were back on Reforge Radio. We can't work and lurk to gameplay. I Listen... I 100% get that. It was very civil. It was shockingly civil. Like, I was kind of in disbelief, but I was like, that's why we were able to do Reforge Radio, because you guys are all very civil even when you disagree. But, but, it doesn't hurt my feelings. It doesn't hurt my feelings or shock me at all, YouTube Lurker, that, like, the the lion's share of my audience is, like, instead of being, like, it, it's, it's the opposite trope. Some streamers get told, can you just shut up and do gameplay? For me, it's the exact opposite. It's like, can you not shut up and just not do gameplay? Like, can you just keep talking nonstop? You know? I have the opposite stereotype. Like, a lot of streamers get told that. Like, just shut up and play, bro. Like, they don't want to hear talking. They just want the gameplay. So, it was the same way back in Orbit. Yeah. Yeah, gameplay started to kill the numbers. Do you remember that? Do you remember when we would, like, go into a raid and my viewership would plummet? It was amazing. It was like... How dare a Destiny streamer run a raid? But it was because, like, the radio the radio show would stop. And that's what people are tuning in for. They're not tuning in for the gameplay. They want to hear the talk show, you know? And listen, it's probably totally fine because I'd rather talk most of the time. Like, I would rather play games off stream a lot of the times and just chill. Like, I'm dead serious. I'm absolutely dead serious. Because then I can get a little flustered, angry, and salty, and I don't have to feel like, well, I better keep it under a lid because I'm on stream or whatever. A lot of the times I would get so angry in Elden Ring is because it would be 35 minutes, an hour of trying to keep it under a lid, and then I just would freaking lose it because it just got to me, not, not wanting to verbalize the irritation. Lono's an intellect first, gamer second. That's why we like the convos. I, I think that's a fair summary, yes. I'm an orator first and a player second. It's just the way that I'm wired. It's why sometimes I hijack my own gameplay because I just start getting critical. I start analyzing and thinking and people are like, can you just shut up and play? Like that? I think that hurt our From Software gameplay. It's I couldn't shut that part of my brain off, you know? Gameplay doesn't work when I consume content in audio form, for sure. For sure. There's so many ways to get gameplay. Your opinions and conversations are what make you unique. 
The community here is great too. I saw Bo Burham. Is that how you say his name? I saw Bo Burham uh, TikTok and he said, there are so many talented people out there. He said, the only unique thing you can bring to the table is yourself. And it sounds like a goofy, platitudinous Hallmark card nonsense statement, but it's so insightful and true. It is. Like, there are so many people that are good at video games. There are so many people that are good at, like, editing, like, comedy sketches. For, you know, whether it's, like, short-form TikTok or, like, long-form YouTube or whatever. The only thing that I can bring to the table that's going to stand out in a sea of YouTubers and live streamers is me. Which is what I generally do with the show. I'm literally, I just, the, listen, the fact that what I do as a content creator has metamorphosized and evolved into me sitting in a chair and just talking for five or six hours a day. I'm not kidding you. It's a dream come true. Like, that's what I always wanted. When we were on Purple, that's what I was working toward. I was like, I don't like playing games in front of the audience that much. Like, I enjoy it. I don't dislike it. But I would rather just sit and talk. Because, number one, that's how I'm wired. If you ever get around me, like when I hang out with family and friends, we we end up staying up way later than we should. Why? We just just start talking. That's just, that's 100% how I'm wired. You're running a daily live podcast with a camera. Like, right. And that's what I always wanted. That's what I always wanted to do. That's what I started doing. That's why I got into split screen and shoutcasting. I was far more interested in being a host, being an entertainer, being a, being a, a showrunner. Not a, not a freaking like, watch me play a video game guy. There's plenty of those people out there. The response to it is a testament, as a testament to the work, right? Clearly people dig it. There are plenty of people here that found me post purple platform and destiny. You found me after we walked away from all of that. You found me when we stepped out into variety content creation and you still dig it. Lufi, what's good? How many people are here right now that found me after Purple Platform and Destiny days? You found me once we started doing Variety. How many people here right now found me in that environment? Did 343 make an announcement about some changes? The recent event uh, rewards are not only lacking in quantity, but the rewards themselves are the lamest yet. We uh, We found reports about a Russian developer they were using that they can't use anymore, and that's hurting the content drought. That was the... The Halo Infinite news was about that. And yes, the event just launched yesterday. Found you in New World. Tony says here. Amori's waving. Talica says me. Hemi says me. Uh, Evan says I did. Well, Frawley, you were around back in the in the purple days. I remember your name. I've been here since last year, says Frostbite. Ben says noobs. I found you after all of that. See? Yeah, a lot of you were saying before. A couple of you were saying before, and that's fine. That's fine. But when I see names and I see badges, I'm like, yep. I thought you were a troll at first. No idea who you were. <laughs> uh, before I searched Elden Ring on Spotify and one of your episodes was the first to pop up. That's amazing. I love hearing stories like that. Brand new. Who dis? Shut up, Eugene. 100% that was true all the way back on Purple. Still true to today. Fun to argue with you on cheap mechanics. Before Patient Zero. Oh, that's a long time ago. Even on Purple Plat, I liked when you would just park your extremely ugly ship in orbit and just chat. <laughs> uh, Mechanibus. Oh, was that your name over there? Mechanibus? I watch clips from D2. You would post. 
maybe stopped by purple one or two times but when you came to youtube i became a daily lurker nice raw bacon nice found you yesterday yeah okay butters found you via elden ring content oh i love hearing that we got some elden ring converts i freaking love that because the from boys they uh a lot of them walked away from my channel they did they i don't think they enjoyed you know my my elden ring post game play i don't think they enjoyed it i found you through the twab (laughs) hilarious i saw multiple videos from different creators talking about the possibility of parts that the core specific being interchangeable soon but i feel like we heard that months ago yeah i feel like we've heard that we've heard that since the beginning i found you during drifter that's a long time ago i found you looking for starfield reactions and i stuck around that's dope i found lono around the time microsoft was buying abk okay i found you during elden ring found you two months before the meltdown poor guy sorry about that toasty Lono, although I don't type much or interact with chat much, I followed you since you were on purple. Okay. Here's what I like seeing. I like seeing it's like a 60-40 blend in chat right now. 40% of the people commentating are like, I, I found you on YouTube. I found you for Elden Ring. I found you for Starfield. And then the rest of you are like, I've been I've been here since the since the dark days. For me, Elden Ring gameplay caused me not to watch for a while because I was going for a blind playthrough, not because I wouldn't have enjoyed it. Okay, I mean that makes perfectly good sense. Uh, I happened upon you the first D2 drought. Found you today, says uh, Xanax Gorilla. Well, thanks for finding me today. I hope you've enjoyed the show and I hope you come back. What do you think of the top challenges that would need, top changes that would need to be made to make Infinite interesting again? Shorter seasons, a better battle pass would be massively helpful. As soon as they shorten the season to three months and the battle pass gets better, so many things improve. The event design would improve, earning, earning would improve, playing daily would improve, all of that would improve. Now you add in Forge, and you, you got yourself a, a potential turnaround. But foundational. So much is built upon the seasons are way too dadgum long, and the battle pass is horrible. The progression's awful. I found you during the sort of Forsaken. That's a while ago. I found you during Wrath. Season 3 or 4 better stay 3 months for sure. I'm glad you're on YouTube since it's so hard to avoid ads on Purple, even with a subscription. Oh yeah, definitely. I've been with you since Purple... Uh, but how you've been is your mental mindset in a much more secure and relaxed state has been being on this platform reinvigorated your love for gaming or been the same oh I am very very different I had, a, I had a, an older man in my life recently say he's like you're like a different person he's like you were a different person back then like a lot of people from the outside looking in are like you are you, you have completely fundamentally changed now that doesn't puff me up because I know that's not of me, right? That's not me that's done that. It's it's been a it's been a it's been a ther- there's, I've I've gone through psychological therapeutic work. I've gone through spiritual transformation, personal transformation. So it's changed the content. It's changed my demeanor. It's changed my life fundamentally. So it poured. It's just poured out into the work. You know. I ate the last of the deer meat. <laughs> that's a sad day. I've been around for a while. I've always tried to follow and support wherever. It's been wild watching it all grow and evolve. Swade and I go way back. We used to chat about girls that we liked in Rise of the Triad uh, PvP. We would use dial-up, I think, to play against each other, and we got to a point where we weren't even playing the game. We would just sit there and chat in like the, in the, the game chat. 
You're absolutely different persons. Countenance has changed. You're far more forgiving and gracious. The already the universe kicked you in the balls. You had to change to survive. <laughs> That's for sure. <laughs> I found you back during Wrath. That was a long time ago. I started watching you after you were on Fire Team. Oh, yeah, those episodes are all gone now. I introduced. I was introduced to you during Sea of Thieves stream. I stopped watching all streams during all the drama. Nothing against you. Just felt like the world went crazy. Oh, for sure. You had a different username on Purple. I 100% understand people doing this. Like they drifted. They're like, holy frick. And then they slowly came back. That that doesn't that doesn't bother me. That's not bewildering to me, right? That doesn't that doesn't bother me. I found you on YouTube while you were on Purple. Finally tuned into Purple. Adjusted my schedule to watch, and it was good. Then like two weeks later, bam! Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Started watching during Rise of Iron. Not sad I couldn't get rid of it before. Kill a deer equals so much meat. Yeah. Uh, 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 uh. It's funny. I can always talk to... I can always talk... Taking a Zubair comment when I hear... Oh, you can tell if it's a Zubair comment. <laughs> uh, the YouTube algorithm worked. I found you after watching a Last of Us video essay by someone a few months ago, and then your channel popped up on my suggested. I assumed for Game Talk content. That's dope, Lethal Lady. You've been here a lot recently. I, 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 you've, you've had a, a regular presence in chat. I had to come back to gloat. <laughs> I drifted, then Ashen told me you admitted being wrong about sunsetting. <laughs> That's what brought him back. You son of a... <laughs> Oh man, I was scared of getting blocked on purple, so I listened and laughed as you shredded, folks. I liked YouTube short haircut, Lona more. There are people that think I cut my hair to hide. That's that. That's my favorite theory. That's my favorite conspiracy theory. I cut my hair to hide, like. <laughs> yeah, I cut my hair to hide, and then I did a nine-part series under my old name. You know. <laughs> I think 343 selling the Halo IP to a different studio might be what's best for the franchise. By this point, they need to know they can't hit the mark. Well, Dylan, we've had a pretty lengthy debate about the fact that I actually am shifting more blame toward Microsoft because of their contract policy. A lot of the staff at at 343 is turning over every 18 months. Half the staff's on a contract, and Microsoft states that a contract employee can't be there longer than 18 months. And so I believe there is an intrinsic fragmentation at the company that's not necessarily 343's fault. Now, 343 deserves blame for a lot, but I think the blame split between 343 and Microsoft. For a while, I was like 80-20. I was like, it's almost all on 343. I'm actually shifting and I think most of it's on Microsoft now because I believe the problems are foundational and at the foundation it's linked to the contract policy we debated that quite a bit today I'm giving you a bit of a recap do you look less Lono with short hair I think you look more like Lono without the long hair yeah it's uh, now if I would have cut my hair and shaved my beard and took the glasses off I think you could formulate a theory that I was trying to hide (laughs) but like getting a haircut (laughs) Yeah, I got a haircut, and then I used... The other thing they said is I changed my glasses on Twitter, like the red ones. I just thought the red ones, like, looked cool or whatever. Um, And so, like, they thought I was trying to do, like, the whole... You know those glasses you can buy with, like, the nose and the the eyebrows? Yeah, they thought I was, like, trying to hide. I was like, 
I did an entire series with that picture on a thumbnail about my old moniker. I was like, what the frick? (laughs) Yeah, that's me. What a crack. What a crack strategy on how to hide in plain sight. (laughs) You know what I mean? Shave your head and lose the glasses and grow a wizard beard. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, a haircut. Yeah. That's me trying to hide. I remember when I found you and then things happened literal day after. I was like, WTF. I like the guy and waited. Well, I appreciate that. I appreciate you coming back around. Yeah. <laughs> Superman does it. You might as well try. Yeah. Superman's like, thanks, everybody. We just saved you from immense utter harm and doom. And he like goes around the corner and comes back around. And his Clark Kane's like, guys, what happened? <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, apparently they think I'm Clark Kent. Like, that that's all I need. That's all I need is to throw on, you know, throw on different glasses and cut my hair. <laughs> uh. Yeah, but the funny thing about that, Abe, is we were talking about that yesterday. I felt like you submitted a lot of questions because I remember reading hashtag Abe during question and answer all the time. Yo, Dre Power renewing that membership. Welcome back in. Thank you, thank you, thank you. You look uh you look like a really tall mole without your glasses. What? I like a tall mole without my glasses? What does that even mean? I agree now after seeing his nose. What? What do you mean after seeing my nose? What does that mean? My nose has always been here. It's not I didn't take something off of my face. Good to know. Unfortunately, if the studio is essentially controlled by Microsoft, then it's always going to be business over the heart of what the original games were about. Well, and something that we talked about today is I'm I'm far more concerned with what this means for the other acquisitions. There's other companies that are going to come under Microsoft. Uh, Bethesda. All the Blizzard Activision companies. You know what I'm saying? Like, I don't know, man. Don't switch. I gotta get things ready for the next one. I've been watching since Shadowkeep. I remember the Genji Jolly Rancher build that we didn't get to see. (gasps) Genji Jolly Rancher! Oh my gosh, I remember that! Yeah. Somebody was watching my stream. They nerfed that build before it even saw the light of day! (laughs) Ha 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 ha! Do you remember? Do you remember Genji Jolly Rancher? I was like, wait, I can do a finisher and create heavy ammo for my entire team? Well, that's going to be freaking broken. And I told people about, I'm going to do a Genji Jolly Rancher build. The ground's going to be covered in purple ammo. There's going to be Jolly Ranchers everywhere. They nerfed that build before the before the update even went out. <laughs> they 100% did, bro. They 100% did. They nerfed it. It never even got... It never even saw the light of day. It's not like we got to do it for like a week. (laughs) We didn't even get to try it. Yeah. Uh, When they were adding perks to finishers. I was so annoyed. I was like, you mother... I was like, I'm never sharing good ideas again. And then I did. The day before concerns reacting to... Force Gaming. It looks like Force Gaming uses 
for strategy as a Twitter handle? Because it looks like it's the right logo. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. For strategy. They must have had an old account. Live. Getting these tweets going. Yeah, we got to move on. We got to move on to my reaction to Force Gaming's video about uh, Dave of Four. Force Gaming. Tweet that. He was a StarCraft creator. Oh, okay. I like his content. I like his content. He's got a good voice. I, uh, I thought the video was put together very, very well. Uh, tweet, send, okay. Do I have it all in here? What the frick? I put it in. Hang on. I got to edit the description. I don't have it in the description. I typed it in. Why does Discord do that? Okay, it's in the description now. I wanted to make sure it was like in the description before we went live. I use this model in a few places, very consumable. It's been top-notch since the beginning. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Let me put a link in chat and then also a link in the Discord and it should redirect you. If it doesn't redirect you, you can always use the links in those places. Did I use the right link on Twitter or did I link to his video on Twitter? Oh no, I used the right link. Okay, it's like, am I a freaking idiot? Okay. Force Gaming says that we should be concerned about the day before. If you've not seen this game, there's some controversy surrounding the game. Before we even get into Force Gaming's video, which is linked in the description below, be sure to check it out and support the channel. Give it a like. Please, if you watch his video, watch a, watch most of it or, or a lot of it. Don't just watch like a minute or two seconds or something. We want to support videos that we react to. However, before we even get into his video, I want to look at some of the logo comparisons and marketing presentation comparisons to another really popular game. So before we do that, I am going to bring people over from the discussion this morning about Halo Infinite. We're going to end that stream and